0: Dirty!
1: Oh, you! Oh, you! Dirty! You love a recording in progress, don't you, slut? Oh! Mm. Should we just Ooh, do this sucking... for the whole podcast? Oh, oh yeah! It's you my dirty for... old men noises. Oh. Oh,
0: yeah. oh! 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 Suit you, sir. Oh! Oh!
1: Oh! Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> All right. Let's see you. how
2: uncomfortable we can make the audience in the first two
1: minutes. Hey, um, do you know what? That's one thing I love about watching Craig Ferguson's uh, reruns of his Late Late Show, because he just didn't give a fuck about the format. And that was something that I really appreciated. Like James Corden, all these fucking gims. They're so, you know, it's so methodical. It's so obvious. With him, you legitimately got this vibe of, yeah, I'm just going to fuck around because I don't care. Like, I'm mm. not going to, obviously, I care about entertaining people, but I'm not going to do it under any guise other than my own. Which is why yeah. WrestlePlug is so cool to me, because I've literally done that. <coughs> like, there's a little it's bit, bit same, of it, yeah, but I'm not fucking sacrificing my creative, you know, standpoint just to get a few more followers. Don't get me wrong; I get why someone like Simon Miller would have to do so, because of course, again, There's a lot of money involved. But I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just not. And a lot of people are like, "That's why you're not successful." i was like, "Well, I am successful, just not in a media standpoint, and I'm okay with that."
2: Mm. No, I'm exactly the same. I I can't do anyone else. I can only do me and what I do. But that, what you were saying there about Craig Ferguson, that is exactly why I would want to do a late night show. That's the type of shit I would do.
1: You had a gay robot skeleton and two interns in a horse.
2: I'd be fucking doing it. I'd be fucking great at it. (laughs) I'd be great at that. I'd be great at doing family fortunes. I would fucking Family kill fortune. it as the host, yeah. well, as the host like? of Family Fortunes. Who's that?
1: Mm-hmm. Who's the host of Family Fortunes? What, the black guy from the American one? Are we talking about the British one?
2: Steve Harvey, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, he's fucking incredible because he's just he's like... He's great. He's just raw as fuck. Mm-hmm. The more authentic you are, the better the television is as well. And we yeah. seem to have lost that. And that's the same in any medium. You can say what you like mm-hmm. about wrestling. Like, oh, went shit. Cool. Don't watch it then. But the people who love it, love it because it's pure, unadulterated and unfiltered Erin X. Like mm-hmm. with have all the bells and whistles and a bit of gimmick on top, but it's just pure rage and abject fucking in your face. It's smash mouth because mm. I saw what Simon Miller was doing. I thought he's already got that nailed. What's the fucking point of doing that? No point. Not going to do what cultaholic do acting like a bunch of nerds. Like that's not for me either. So how am I going to do this? Like me. Like, it's amazing how many people, you watch these YouTubers and you just think, fuck me. You're so fake. I can see right through it You tell it's all mm-hmm. like a fucking little, it's just there to appease a certain level of an audience because they know that, like, That's, you know what? One thing you've got to give Logan Paul credit for, he's a fucking arsehole, but at least he's honest about it. Like,
2: I don't have to give Logan Paul credit for
1: anything. Yes, you do. Love Logan Paul. He's a great okay. wrestler. Fuck him. He's my favourite. Yeah, Chris
2: wrestler. Chris Benoit was a great wrestler. It Doesn't mean what he did is acceptable.
1: We can't really put them in the same bracket, can we? That's yep. you cannot say that Logan Paul is like Chris Benoit. That's like I'm saying, going on record. Uh, that's that's not it's not the same. You can go on record. I'm certainly not putting that out either. I'm going the on record, son of Silent Mark. are not shared by the overall overwhelming disposition of the Silent and Death Machine podcast. All 21 of you. I will. I'll even, I'll even come on the wrestle plug next time and say
2: it. They're on par.
1: You won't come on a wrestle plug. Don't lie to the audience. You're never free. Don't I'm, lie I'm to never the free, audience. But... If you want to fucking, you know what? Comparing Logan Paul to Chris Benoit is one thing, but do not lie to the people. That is disgusting <laughs> behavior. I will not have that. Do not tell people that you're coming on a wrestle plug when you have absolutely no inclination to do so. I know,
2: oh, I really want to do it I fucking love coming on the wrestling. Well, Club just I mean, I it, know well, fuck
1: all well, Speaking of Chris Benoit, pal, you know what he did I mean, if you want some room in the house <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know some fucking
1: <laughs> After this weekend, At this mate this I just don't um, give a fuck The amount of heat I have, I'm like, fuck it, we're rolling with it I'm just going to grab more vape. but I won't be listening
2: I know fuck all about wrestling But I love being on the podcast Because you guys just think so much of me <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, no, I literally know for
1: call. Mate, you're entertaining us, but we need to do more watch-alongs. Do you know what? You know what we should do? We should do watch-alongs for this channel that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with wrestling. Watch-alongs of other stuff, like just like people watching or dumb fucking like things that have gone viral on YouTube. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm so down for that. got to make time then, you? got to make time.
2: What we you could do, what? instead of doing the usual horse shit that we do.
1: We'll do some other horse shit. Yeah, we'll do the other horseshit. Can we watch Logan Paul uh, videos? <sighs> God, no. I would not put our can we watch Chris Benoit. anything wrestle? to do. <laughs> yes, that we can do. <laughs> yes, we can, because they're the same.
2: No, right. Chris Benoit's better. As a human being, <laughs> Chris Benoit is more acceptable.
1: It's... Yeah, what's really sad is probably <laughs> up until things really started getting bad. There's probably some truth to that statement. That's really depressing, like in so many ways.
2: Everyone but has a bad
1: day. Certainly does. Jeffrey Dahmer, had many. He's right. People are going to watch <laughs> it's this. A start, like, it. People are going to be like, "You're being offensive. It's disgusting." But then the same <laughs> people will go on Netflix and watch like Dharma. In like you know, and just fucking lord over it, or their admiration over it because of how good it is. Yep. And it's like, well, that's that's much worse than us making a crack at com- comedies. Expect, by the way, if you're offended by that kind of comedy, fuck off. This is not a place for you. Same as WrestleBug. don't fucking come and watch. But if you want real, it's a good place to start. And also some outrageous statements from Simon Mark, who currently has I a black um... dish plate next to his cheek. <laughs> say, imagine if that's how you it's eat it's my uh,
0: it's
2: my muff it's my um anti anti-pop mic muff thing
1: is it, what does it actually i've got one of those but i never bother using it anymore
2: so um difference between them so puh, 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 and then puh, puh, puh.
1: Ah, okay I mean, but by oh. the
2: looks of it you've got a muff on
1: i beg your pardon <laughs>
2: By the looks of it, you what do I do got in my personal
1: time to... is none of your business. Your muff. Your muff. On your mic. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm taking a Um yeah. yeah, I've got like a. I... Oh, is the muff there to? But I also did get the the thing that covers over it as yeah. well.
2: The the muff. The muff is basically the other version of this.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. I thought this was more for settling down wind.
2: Both. Both. You can fart into it forever,
1: and it doesn't pick you up. You can fart into it forever. Silent Mark presents his version of the multiverse. <clears throat> it's true. It's true. Imagine, like, you know, um... Doctor Strange, and, like, they're this really intense moment, and then all you see in one of those little fucking vortexes you just with your ass in there going... <laughs> that's, that's better My ass. Before. Because Marvel is for <laughs> children. Grow up i hate it do you know what do you know what right there are some good films the the ones that really ramp up the funny like deadpool for instance brilliant love deadpool Mm. love guardians of the galaxy um but then then you get these films like captain marvel utter shit sorry it was it was shit
2: i enjoyed captain marvel
1: that's because you're a dork um what else have we got um Fucking uh, Captain America was good. I thought that was pretty decent overall. The mm-hmm. overall sort of story arc throughout for all of them. I like the Iron Man films as well. They were pretty cool. Then they start having these spin on The Black Panther. Uh, I haven't seen either of them, so I can't comment. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I think it's more the overwhelming need for it to be... like The Avengers films are all massively overrated. Mm-hmm. Like They're, they're okay. Like Good good graphics, good set pieces in places, but in others you just think I don't need three hours just to build to Captain America going Avengers Assemble, because that's literally what that film is. It's a two and a half hour walk. Do you know what, right? I don't want to hear you, especially with your Lord of the Rings hatred, talking about all this walking. That's what Avengers all the Avengers films are. Walking through fucking different vortexes, bumping into different aliens, all to get to one point so that one guy can go avengers assemble all right let's get it on wham just watch the last half an hour you don't need anything else bad man destroys world captain america and his gang of reprobates trying to save it now let's get it on and they did two films of that
2: (sighs) they did basically six hours in six hours in total of
1: oh bad man basically like and also yeah yeah, but then also all the films became spin-offs to them which then lost a lot of their luster for me because then all of a sudden it's like, don't get me wrong. Everyone's like, oh, it's a masterpiece in storytelling. No, fucking Ulysses is a master in storytelling. Like this, this is just a shit ton of films going, ass bad man. <laughs> like that's all it is. There's not much else to together-
2: do. Linking them together is nice. They got way too much up their own arsehole with it. And I think that has come to fruition with the newer films so things like um the new Ant-Man film with uh, the new Doctor Strange film it all just got a little bit too up its own arsehole um, and it, yeah it got very pole faced like it takes itself way too
1: seriously there's also way too many films <laughs> Yeah. what they're doing is saturating that. the market to a point where we don't pay attention to all the really good films that are out there. Like there's so many great films come out that have nothing to do with superheroes, but we're so saturated and so obsessed with Marvel. And they're also very clever. They go out and get all the best actors. Nobody's questioning the casting and things like that. But I I personally think they're massively overrated. And ultimately I find the majority of the humor to be very childish. Even, even Iron Man who I found relatively entertaining on the Robert Downey jr. Um, after a while, I was like, we have a bit more seriousness, a bit more, you know, like instead of you just That's being a- That's what it's <laughs> for. It's
2: for families. It's a family.
1: Well, I'm to not, watch. I don't have a family. I'm a single, angry old man. And I'm not interested not in having for all this. You, mate. No, well, it fucking should be, because ultimately I'm selfish and I'm right wing. Which That's time, do you know what I'm just embracing the Tory nature now. Fuck you. So I want to be part of the one percent. Everything should belong to me. You're m- a massive fucking Nazi. Nancy or Nazi? <laughs> both. Yeah, I'm down for both. See what I mean? Left wing. Typical left wing, mate, just yep. trying to fucking denigrate people with overly sexual comments. That's all they do. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Bunch of libtards. That's what you are. I'm looking forward to somebody who's actually not seen this before thinking that I'm being serious and be like right wing scum LBC bang 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 fucking throwing pamphlets about Brighton at me from a distance.
2: It's when they, it's when they you know so if people only know me from being relatively wet and they come on and see you in your character,
1: as in not a character is what you actually think,
2: um,
0: then.
1: Like, why are you, you know talking what? with I him? I do hate the left, and I hate the right as well. I hate all of you. Oh, I subscribe yeah. to a label. Oh, I'm red. I'm blue. I'm Tory. I'm Labour. You're all fucking fit cunts. The world's gonna burn regardless. To do some recycling and, and shit. It's All because up. of you. Yeah, I will watch it you. That's burn. gonna do it, mate. You know what? You can say what you like. Thanos had the right idea, mate. You eliminate half the universe. No poverty. No starvation. No droughts. Selfish. I, I agree with Bill Gates. Kill them all.
2: It's the purples. Allegedly, that'll kill. That'll kill us all. Um, the purples. But no, I. Who are the, the purples? Thing is, is that you, Kip?
1: No, Thanos. Oh, I personally think Thanos was purple.
2: Thanos was purple.
1: Logan Paul and Thanos—they are the people who should lead us into the next generation. God no. God no.
2: P- fucking. Logan Paul is already leading the fucking the
1: youth down a rabbit hole of fuckwittedness. Yeah, but to be honest, that's their problem, not his. If you're stupid enough to think it's okay to pay ten pound for an for a bottle of coconut water with some flavouring, whose fault is that? Who's who both. pays the money? It's not both, though, is it? It's not. Do you yeah. know what all all Logan Paul is doing? Is realizing he can make shitloads of money out of people because they're stupid. And to be honest, we should all be doing the same.
2: <clears throat> See, that's where I'm I'm definitely not a capitalist because I can't do it. Oh but I would am. get to a I would get <laughs> to a point where I'm like, well, no, I've got enough. You guys can, you know, have some of that. Just do that. I would only I would if I was in business, which is probably why I'm not in business or entertainment or successful. But I'm definitely one that's CV pal. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely one that's if I've got what I need plus a bit more, then why would I charge more for something if I'm already happy?
1: Because people are willing to pay it.
2: <laughs> yeah. But this it's, is the thing.
1: It's, it's, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with it to a certain degree. Like, for instance, football is a good example of this, right? Um, These bigger Premier League teams, like Arsenal, for instance, they have tickets there, standard price tickets, that are like 120 quid for a game.
0: Mm-hmm. And you think
1: that's for fucking 90 minutes of people falling over and pretending they've hurt themselves. You can pay a tenner and see that at Coliseum. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's what wrestling is. Do you know what's really funny? Yeah. Football, much more fake than wrestling. Much more fake. Oh, huh. Hilariously fake like it's scripted to the most hilarious manners um which is why like but then look at the pure sports, the olympics we only give a shit once every 4 years for 2 weeks that's it mm-hmm. yeah like nobody here can tell me oh you know we all fucking oh look at usain bolt how incredible a man can run 100 meters in 9.6 seconds or whatever it is and that's incredible to see nobody's watching the track meets every week <laughs> nobody cares they just want yeah. that one that one moment of edification, because it's like, hey, this is the pinnacle of it all, watch this, and then fuck off. Whereas with football, we'll just keep coming back to watch these dolly tarts run around and fall over, and we're all guilty of it. But it's that thing of, yes, it is disgusting that Arsenal charge that much, but ultimately, the people who are moaning the most are always the ones who still pay for it. They'll pay for it, then complain after the fact. Like, all yeah. these people who have bought AEW tickets today, AEW All In went on sale, right? Now, to be fair, much cheaper overall than the Clash at the Castle price range. Like, you can get tickets for 30 quid if you're happy being quite literally up there with God himself. Um, yeah. But, you know, for a, lot of people, for a lot of people, it's just being there, isn't it? Being there. That's yeah. pretty cool. But, like, the most expensive tickets are 1,500. And people are minding about, oh, just, I've just spent 1,500 pounds on a ticket. Well, in that case, it then becomes a you problem, not a they problem. Because you've had a choice, you don't have to buy the fifteen hundred pound ticket. There are options for mm-hmm. everybody. Buy the thirty. Oh, but I want to be closer. Well, then that's the price you pay. That is the price you pay. If you don't want to pay it and you're not going to pay it, by all means, fucking hammer them. But if you've paid it or you're going to, regardless, shut up because you're part of the. You're just as much of a part of the problem, in my opinion. No, I'd agree with that. Like, it people frustrates me. That people... This is the problem. This is why we're fucked overall. This is why cost of living is such a huge thing. Because as an overwhelming demographic, we complain about things after we've accepted them. And that's not a healthy position to be in. We need to immediately push back and say, no, absolutely not. Why are we paying such ludicrous prices You know, for what is essentially things we need to survive? We pay ludicrous money so that we can keep the power on. But then we want to cry about it after the fact, but we're still going to pay it. Make it, you know, this is the thing. I really believe in the overwhelming populist theory of the overwhelming number who are controlled by the 1%, because that is true. It's not a conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory. It's true. The 1% controls everybody else. They do. That's why they have all the money and we don't. That's why they're billionaires and we're not. And as soon as you get money, all of a sudden you jump yourself over to the other side. Because you know that it benefits you better. Of course you're going to do it. Of course you're going to do it. If I won the lottery tomorrow, you know, I would. Like, I'm, I'm not, do you know what? I don't mind admitting this. And this is why people can say you're a hypocrite. That's fine. Because I absolutely am. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I'm on 27 million. million. I'd make sure guys like yourself are well looked after and have a comfortable life so your kids can live a great fucking life. I'd literally take half of it Give it to all of the people that I love, which admittedly isn't that many at this point because you're all dickheads. But I'd send it out. Seriously, fuck them. Like, this this business has taught me a lot, actually. <laughs> this business has taught me one thing. doesn't matter who's your friend. They can stab you in the back very quickly. doesn't matter. does okay. not fucking matter. And I've learned that the hard way. And now I'm incredibly ferocious about not letting people into my inner circle now. So I'm like, no, nah, that's cool. You're not in. But the people who are like you, yourself. You're Hey, yeah that too um so you know ultimately hey, it's hard to find good men these days money um or good women with a strap on but it's that matter of exactly it's that thing of i know that i would then be so these people who always say to me i, I my mum used to say this all the time it's hilarious because she's a right-wing nazi so there's no way she would do this but she's sitting there going like if i want a lottery i'd give it all away to animals would you fuck Would you fuck? You'd probably buy a property that says no immigrants allowed inside. I I know what you're like. Don't fucking lie to me about that shit. And all these people saying, oh, I'd give my money to charity. Nah, you wouldn't. Nah, you It's easy to say that because you know you're never going to have that money. But if, if by some God's miracle you did, you wouldn't give it all to charity. Some of you might the so the very few Mother... And we've established as well, Mother Teresa and her whole disgraceful human being anyway. So apparently to Silent Mark anyway, he seems to have the inside track she on is. Mother Teresa. She is.
2: I still <laughs> can't get the smell off. I'll put it that way.
1: You're dead, right So no wonder you're not getting the smell off. That's probably but, why. Exactly. Fucking, I mean, you know, Lyme cures most things, but maybe not corpses. But it's that thing of, I just, I can't stand this hypocrisy. You know what? I'm not a great human being. For the most part, there are definitely very selfish mentalities that I have, but you know what? I'm okay with that because what well, I own. You've, you've more... already
2: you you've already just illustrated how that isn't a hundred percent true because you've already said that you would set up the people you love to make sure they
0: were. Fine.
1: Yeah, but only yeah because I know that I'd still have plenty for me. But the thing is. Overwhelmingly, well, but I'd still have a lot more than the majority, wouldn't I?
0: Mm. Oh yeah, of course. I'd be okay with but it. There's no, there's... And you know
1: what? I drive my fucking Bugatti through the streets and mock peasants. That's what I'd do.
2: I will disagree with you on that because Bugattis are only for bell ends.
1: Exactly, and I am a massive bell end, and I want a huge Bugatti. And don't talk to me about BMW drivers, by the way. <clears> hunts <throat> the hunts as well. They are fucking it. It literally. Balanced. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of weird injection thing like the Matrix. You sit inside your BMW and it just filters pure country into your body. And then you just act like a fucking mm. cunt for the rest of your life. I have no oh, idea yeah. what the fuck is going on with that. Very strange. <laughs>
2: It is true. They're not it's even like that good. Card. They're
1: not even great cars either. Like I'd rather have an Alfa Romeo or a Bentley or an Aston Martin or something super fancy or a Lamborghini. Like there's millions of amazing brands, here, but the BMW seems to be the choice of the cock mm-hmm.
2: because it's affordable poshness.
1: <clears throat>
2: I kind of like to think of it of, of prosecco yes. for for cars. So people who drink prosecco religiously they're pretending to be posh but they can't afford champagne
1: so they have <laughs> yeah, but to that drink shit's cheap and all isn't there like five no, pound exactly. bottles of champagne you can buy and stuff like that? it all tastes the same the it point. tastes like fizzy rat piss like it's true it does um, <clears throat> wine mate but... People who drink wine by the way I really want to have a have a fucking go at people who date you. What's that, mate? You drink wine. I drink wine. Yeah, of course yeah. you do, because you're a fucking massive potato-headed bellend. Look at you. Wine is for. I had fucking, one. I had one the other for, day. Wine is for people. women. Beautiful. It's for women. It's made exclusively for women. It's a joke. It's made for women and posh people who want to sit there and go. Mm. Do you know these people are sitting? Mm, I'm getting hints of rosemary. I'm not. I'm getting hints of shit because it tastes like crap. There's, I never get these. You know, oh, there's notes of. Fucking raspberries in there. Well, go and eat some fucking raspberries then, you mong. They're much better for you than drinking wine. Get a fucking whiskey. Man up. Have a beer. Even a fucking pina colada's got some flavor to it. But wine is just... It's crushed grapes. Just go and eat some fucking grapes. And if you want them fermented, shove them up your asshole and then eat them out of there, you fucking losers. Wine. Fucking red wine, especially. They're all shit. Wine is shit. Champagne is shit. Buck's Fizz. What the fuck is that? Someone was like, huh, tell you what we'll do. we we'll get some cheap champagne, put some orange juice in it, Bob's your uncle, wham. That'll mug them off.
2: Buck's Fizz is a is a daytime drink. It's
1: a morning drink. Says you an alcoholic drink. at work. <laughs> yes. I don't get the you appeal of You can drink wine. Buck's Fizz I in the morning. don't. Even you can if it's drink free at Buck's a fizz wedding, fizz in- I won't drink it. I won't drink it because it's fucking awful. It tastes like piss. It does. I'd rather drink my own piss and then just drop some red food coloring in it. No one will know the difference. Here you go. This is the Chateau Merlot El, El Zanetti fucking 1975 and watch them drink him and I'm like, mm, yes, it's got a taste of uh, disappointment about it. Yeah, just like I have every time I look at you drinking it, you fucking losers. Fuck off. Wine I did is- have a
2: bottle the other day though. Gin as well can fuck
1: off gin can seriously that being said right let's see I've just I've just gone on this tear you know I was Frankie Kazarian's driver which is like one of my biggest things I've done Mm -hmm. I got to meet the amazing and he's sitting there drinking bottles of (laughs) you know and he's fucking cool as shit and listens to Metallica and is part of a metal band and owns his own cigar company with Cody Rhodes by the way and he's sitting in my fucking fucking car crazy the guy who's the main event of Wrestlemania one of his best friends, he owns a cigar company with, is sat in my car and he's like, yeah, here's some texts I got from like Ric Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm just like, fuck, you're sat in my four fiesta. We've got one of the best women's wrestlers in the back. Uh, and we've also got fucking poor Ajax in the back. We've got literally enough briefcases to fucking start a war in Heathrow. Like, there's no room to breathe. There's fucking discarded McDonald's shit everywhere in this tiny red four fiesta. <laughs> and I just sitting there like, Frank Xerian, like showing me, talking, doing Iron Sheik impressions, talking about Iron Sheik trying to buy a case of beer for for, for an eight by 10. Like literally, like this woman was like, that'll be $18, please. He's like, no, Iron chic pay with eight by 10 with Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin, Baba. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? My world is fucking insane. I, I don't live, uh, there's nothing I do that's normal anymore. This world is fucking weird to me. But I can't it's live cool. a normal, I can't live a normal life. I was born to be in the wrestling world, clearly. So I can't live normally. It's fuck normal. <clears throat> fuck normal. And fuck people who drink wine. Also, women who like say they're professional gin drinkers. First of all, not a profession, you lazy tart. Yeah. Get a job. Second mm-hmm. of all, gin sucks dick. Especially with, to- like, gin's gin's not horrendous. So what do they do? They get sour Indian piss water and put it in there to make it worse. Tonic water, which is fucking rotten. Like this like, ah, oh, would you like some sparkling water? But, you know, would you like it to taste extremely foul and disappointing? Like your life. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll stick that in my gin. What the fuck? No wonder these no wonder this yeah, country's but- fucked. This is what people think is a hobby. Drinking gin.
2: Yeah, but you are a man the you know, your diet consists of chicken dippers.
1: Not chicken dippers. Morley's fried chicken, mate. Big difference.
2: Your your palate isn't the most refined.
1: Is it not? Because right now, I have some lovely spice rub chicken that I've just fried up and it's got a fucking a vegetable medley, a apple salsa waiting for me in the kitchen. I can be refined. I can make nice right. food. I just don't fucking right. want
2: to. <laughs> right. Southern fried chicken... And apple
1: sauce uh, excuse me. First all, refined. First of all, apple salsa, all right, get it right. There's no, no sauce. No. Apple sauce, because I and know what you're some, doing. It's not some fried chicken. you have got a spice rub. It's not a coating, see? Philistines you're like doing euphemism, you. Ian. Philistines like you don't understand the art of the spice rub. That's your problem. You're too busy drinking shit wine from your shit shop in your Is shit Is that fucking when a brown town.
2: person has a wank?
1: Basically, yes. Okay. <laughs>
2: It's probably the most racist thing I've said on the podcast.
1: I don't know. We're up there. We could put a highlight reel together for you and you could probably get a job (laughs) with Nigel. Maybe. I just, I just, I don't understand that, like, I don't understand living in a world where people were like, oh, it's disgraceful. We're treated so poorly and this guy's a cockwaffle," and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm going to go and buy a bottle of Prosecco and then sample some gin and watch Jeffrey Dahmer on my TV. Fuck off. You're as bad as the rest of them. We're all idiots. Why don't we just accept they're all morons and get on with it? That'd be so much easier. I already do. Why don't, like, what... Le- legitimately, right? <clears throat> what would happen if everybody in this... Co- literally everyone in this country just one day said, right, none of us are paying taxes. Go fuck yourself. None of us. We're not doing it. What are they going to do? Arrest everyone? No. It would...
2: Yeah, it would show them. But on mass really...
1: mentality can yeah. damage the corporations, but we're not willing to Very do that so. because they've got this in got this, and don't get me wrong, a hypocrite. I'm just as fucking guilty of this. I have a smartphone, I'm sitting here fucking doom scrolling, I'm playing video games like a mindless monkey. I know that. But I'm still self-aware to, enough to know that if we all as one unit say fuck you. What are they going to do about it? There is, They do not have enough personnel, security, especially not now. It's like at an all-time low, isn't it? The amount of people in the police and the military and things like that. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to control us. They could not. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, because you don't want a fucking pure anarchy pandemonium in this country. It is nice to have a certain degree of order, but we've allowed ourselves, all of us, every single one of us, to a fault, other than, you know, Doris who fucking washes in her own piss and lives in a lodge in fucking Swiss Hill somewhere like you know, because there's a few of them mentals running around, you know, the hippies who literally even them though, they're a fucking hilarious nightmare I'm just a great hippie, he says on his Instagram like, fuck off, but it's that thing of the overwhelming 99% of us have allowed ourselves to get into a position where we'd rather just be comfortable and raped all the time than be slightly more uncomfortable and have our own faculties and I think that's quite, and that's more depressing to me than anything I see in the news. Yeah, it's depressing. It's really sad how much people have to go through. Like, for instance, what do people always say when you're going through a rough time? Could be worse, could be a starving Africa. Like, I'm not a starving African, am I? I don't live in Ethiopia. I live in England, which is apparently a fucking first world country. do not feel like one. And don't get me wrong. People in Africa should have the same fucking luxuries I do. They should be able to wake up every morning and have a goddamn shower and have something to eat and have a job and be able to earn a living and look after their families, not live in fucking piss-poor conditions and walk 10 miles for a bottle of water. That is a joke that we have a world where people have to live that way. That's terrifying. And I've seen it firsthand, by the way. so all you liberal fucking nuggets. Are like, Oh, it's so horrible, says the man who's literally never left the state of Hampshire. Fuck off like these people who have never literally gone within 10 meters of their house but they're on social media every day oh it's so terrible what's happening in ukraine seriously go around the corner and look at all the homeless people what the fuck like have empathy for everything not just what the big major things that the news tell you to have empathy for it's ridiculous and it's just sad that we've got to that point where we don't want to fucking do anything about it really We just want to cry on social media because then we have validation. Well, I've written my tweet that says I'm angry about it, so I'm okay now. Your tweet doesn't mean fucking jack shit. It doesn't change anything. Go out there and do something. Do
2: Do you want to know where the problem lies, though? People. You're doing it on the presumption that the world feels the same way about it. But when you look at a hell of a lot of people they will agree about companies not paying taxes and the profits of energy companies not being taxable and, you know, being more important than the actual price of the energy they're selling that is crippling the fucking country. There are people who think that the uh, Tory party's promises and the, you know, their, thoughts behind everything are correct and even though they're the ones getting fucked over these guys think that everything's fine you won't get a blanket covering of yes everyone will say the same thing at once because a good proportion of them are just going no everything's fine it's not their fault it's you it's you people who want everyone to be looked after it's you woke fucks that think I should treat a human being like a human being and not a piece of shit because of what they identify as. And it, it is down to you. That is, unfortunately, where we're at. I agree that we should have a blanket thing, but in this time, so I'm one of the people that you're talking about, I would much rather be comfortable and raped than be uncomfortable and inconvenienced. But right. Right. Because, and I'll come back to it. Yes, I've got a family to look after. I've got that to worry about.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't, um, but you know, think that that's something you shouldn't be allowed to do because I appreciate no. that your children Hello. make it very different for you. But for people like yeah. myself, and there's millions of us who are single or in you know professional relationships who don't really have any serious, shall we say, obligations to anyone but themselves. Hmm. They're the ones who ultimately, they they're just as bad as everyone else. But the thing
2: is, on the other side, if I didn't have the family to look after, and I was still on my own, I would still go for the comfortable and raped than the inconvenienced and right, because I see the world as it is of a lot of people who are dicks and who are getting raped but think it's correct. And unfortunately, because I see that, it's like like me... Hmm. You know, pissing into a house fire and thinking I'm doing something right I'm going to make fuck all difference because there's a load of people out there who are pissing in a hedge rather than on the bonfire
1: but then that comes down to my group mentality doesn't it if everyone does that all of a sudden the bonfire goes out
2: yeah no very very true but unfortunately that's the really sad thing about it it
1: you know I I get it I I, I get it it. I get our mentality we're hardwired that way we think doesn't matter what I do it's not going to change anything But it's that thing of like, you know, I've lost count of how many times i walk. But So, you know, every year I go to the local soup kitchen in Lincoln and I help out there and I help the homeless out and I donate loads of stuff to them, right? And it's that thing. That's like two days out of my year. Mm -hmm. It's really not that difficult. Anyone can do that. And they're always saying to me... We, we just don't get enough volunteers because people like you just don't really exist that much. And it's that thing of people would rather sit indoors and watch the latest Netflix series and literally dedicate 24 hours out of their entire year just to do something relatively nice. I don't think that's a great, I don't think that's a sacrifice. I don't see that as a sacrifice. You're right. I don't, I don't think it's hard to, you know, like during a pandemic, you know, and obviously everyone's terrified and doesn't want to go outside. I would bake cakes and leave them on my neighbour's doorstep. Just like, here you go, mate. Have a cake. You know, something nice to wake up to in it when you only have your one. You know, if you've only got an hour to go and exercise or whatever, you can go. Oh, there's a cake here. That's nice. Like Aaron's baked me a cake, but then doors. But it's it's literally nothing. As long as
2: you told them about it, because otherwise, uh, cake left on a doorstep could be threatening.
1: I mean, cake by the ocean seems to be very popular. Cameron Anson's going to be well happy about that reference. <laughs> TNCE, the song by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, no, because I'm a
2: heterosexual man.
1: Are you though? You say this all the time, but come on. I've seen the way you look at I'm me. I'm kind
2: okay.
0: I'm so kind shit. of a heterosexual <clears> man.
1: You want to, you all of a sudden got your big fucking steaming white man card out there. Like, oh, I'm a heterosexual male. Oh, I'm so fucking massive. I didn't say white oh, man. I just you said f- man. Mate, it's pretty obvious. Look at you. Come on. Yellow. I do if that any- I'm browner than you. Oh, you ain't browner than me. You just ain't. I am browner than you. you just In ain't. real life, I'm even browner than you. You're not, though, are you? Tell you what, mate, yeah. I'm going to go on holiday to India on purpose just to get the mother of all tans. I'm going to keep topping myself up. I'm going to start doing what wrestlers do, sitting under a sunbed for the rest of my life. I'm going to get fucking skin cancer just to prove that I'm browner than you. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Fuck oh, you as We all. can both play that game, mate. Oh, yes, we're, I, I can get can... more skin cancer than you, I bet. Right, I'll I tell you do, what, whatever will have a, have a fucking who can get more skin cancer by the end of 2023? Me or Silent Mark. Hey, Take your bets now.
2: Dude, I could do a Shreddy and paint myself.
1: Don't fucking attack Shreddy like that. Cause like also, first of all, you don't really want none of that, do you? Let's be real.
2: Well, no, but I he mean dude literally stretched amazing. I love the man. He's absolutely amazing. But when he's in his competitions, dude's fucking painted.
1: Are they all they're all like that though. That's that's that, I believe know. it or not, that's part of the. You have to be that way for the competitions.
2: I know, and I don't get it. Imagine
1: how the albinos feel. They must look fucking wild in those competitions. Mm-hmm. Like a it's bottle true. of Sunny D. If
2: you, if you are in those competitions and you are albino, does the paint take?
1: I'm I'm very curious actually. I've never seen an albino bodybuilder. But you gotta think, you know, just because you're an albino, you can't be, you know, you can still be shredded. So like yeah. I'll tell you what, talking about faked hand, like I saw a lot of that on Sunday. <laughs> How was Carlos? Amazing, like easily the best yeah. show we've had. Um, my third commentary partner, a young man called Connor Bailey. Wonderful, really cool. Um, was very mm-hmm. pleased with him. I always worry when someone introduces me to somebody and that person's first inclination is well first of all he was very sweet he was like i'm such a huge fan of your work i was like i have no idea why because it's terrible but thank you Um, and secondly then he goes my background is in theater or theatrical drama i was like uh-oh <laughs> i swear to god you start going he's behind you i will i drive you through this table um but yeah no all jokes aside lovely guy um the card was amazing so he had eight matches again which for me is personally mm-hmm. too long this is nothing i won't tell or himself because you know whatever but um yeah no eight matches which is a bit too long but they all flowed really a lot of them were quite quick as well mm-hmm. like the women's triple threat was mental um i loved it personally and the crowd loved it uh, I have to bring something up. It's not something that I like talking about too much. So you probably heard about Nadi Sapphire going through a lot of things with the sun recently and body shame. And I stuff haven't
2: right? heard the details. I haven't so, heard the details, but that's so, what I kind of want her so to... So Nadi Sapphire is mind. like,
1: Nardi Sapphire, Freddie, most people probably know this by now, especially the ones listening. But for anyone who happens to be a new listener, and God forbid, because um, you probably would not have made it this far. Uh, Narly South was like probably one of my closest friends in the world. She's not my best friend, like, and probably the best friend I've ever made in wrestling, other than Mark. And here we are. I was gonna say, Fuck you, (laughs) such a fucking baby, get over it. I'm (laughs) sat here now, and I. Anyway, I'm the one who keeps asking you to fucking record content, you your mouth. Um, But you know, so anyway, getting back to more serious topics. So Nadia Sapphire is very well known. She's got what 200,000 plus social media followers. She's obviously a glamour model. She's fucking gorgeous. You know, anyone who looks at her falls in love immediately. Trust me, I've seen every wrestler fall in head over heels. It's hilarious. I've seen, I've seen some shit. But it's that thing of because of that, the son just randomly grabbed a TikTok that she had done. And then attributed a quote, which she had not used, saying, my body destroys men's lives. And basically then kind of ran this clickbait piece. And they put it on the Sun US, the Sun Island, the Sun fucking like, everywhere, all of their outlets. And so <clears throat> it then got hundreds upon hundreds of responses from jealous, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, cis, fucking gendered, whatever they are, male, like, just white trash scum, all commenting mm-hmm. underneath, saying, I don't know, the only thing that ruins my life is having to look at someone that fat, like, really nasty, evil, shitty comments, which the sun had stoked the fires with by misquoting. Like, they have done that mm-hmm. on purpose, little cunts. Now, Nadia got in contact with him, got it changed, she then did a piece with the Daily Mirror, who kind of did, like, a counterpiece, which i don't know you know like no offense to nadia obviously good for her for doing that but at the same time i just felt like wait aren't they all under the same umbrella anyway very strange behavior yeah i thought murdoch kind of is different of is no, it not the mirror i don't think yeah oh that's good news then because like that's good because i mean i trust Nadi would make a good business oh, decision yeah. anyway because she's fucking smart um but obviously it hurt you know it hurt her a lot as it would mm-hmm. who, who wants to fucking log on and see Hundreds upon hundreds of people basically saying that you're a fucking walrus or whatever. Fucking terrifying. Like, it's not fun. It's not fun. And maybe a few people that I know who have fallen out with recently can maybe take a fucking, you know, page or two out of that book. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> more heat. Fuck off. It's not heat, is it? It's fucking perfect. These people are like, he's got heat. He's a nasty bit. Yeah, I'm Boris Johnson in wrestling, is I? Come on. It's ludicrous, man. No, yeah. But so, at the show there was this little kid <laughs> who was sat in front of Tanvir and his missus who came to see us, which was lovely. And uh, by the way, Tanvir wore a suit. Did you see him?
2: I know. pass motherfucker.
1: Oh, I thought he and looked. I, looked a, like, I thought he looked like a plantation owner, to be honest. But that's no, here nor He looked there. really
2: good, and then he looked good in two pictures, and then the last one was him with a backpack. So it just looked like his mum had packed him off to school.
1: He does look like he's got a big old lunch in there, doesn't he? I was just like, "Yeah, why?" I did say to him, "I don't appreciate you co-opting my culture by wearing a backpack," but you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a joke.
2: The fact. He looked, ah. he looked pimping for two pictures and on the third one he looked like he was going to turn around and go, my mum cut the crust off me jam sandwich.
1: That's so bang on. And also I'll be honest, Like, I'm just going to completely out him here and make a mockery. He wore the suit because he knew his missus wants to bang him every time he wears a suit. Nice.
2: Well, and, fucking good for him.
1: Yeah, good for good him. him. I'd appreciate it if you didn't scratch her disc in the back of my fiesta though while I'm having a chat with Nadia outside on the phone. That's, scratch that's... your what? Scratch your disk, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, did he?
1: Dirty boy. Dirty boy. Dirty boy. Dirty tabby. Dirty boy. To anyway, your room. Can, we'll get, yeah, go to your room and empty your backpack and tidy up. Uh, he he's tried to empty his backpack from what I could see in the back of my car. Dirty, dirty boy um also it's in houndslow so i suppose that's probably the least offensive thing that was seen all day in that fucking shit so but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> what a do- we're getting off topic um so basically amazing day amazing show loads of things i can tell you about but something that stuck with me now to be fair um sasha who is um Tamby's partner love love her dearly already struck up a really good friendship with her lovely to see the two happy obviously we obviously all jokes are we want to see our boys happy don't we, we want hmm. them to thrive yeah yeah and um, she took this little kid to task. But this little kid was in front of her. And as Nadia came over, he stood up and went, you're too fat to be a wrestler. You're fat, like proper laying into her. <clears> now, <throat> as someone who has kids, do we... So it's like, first of all, if it was my kid, you'd get a fucking backhand. And if people think that's offensive, I don't care. You don't fucking shame people like that. And if you want to boo yeah. them, I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. That's one thing. It's a family-friendly show as well. If it was 18 plus, I'd be like... It's all off the table, isn't it? Because it's uncensored, crazy bullshit. And I've, I've heard some shit. And ultimately, when it's 18+, plus, you can say what you like back, which is great. I really enjoy those. So put me on more 18-plus shows if you want somebody who can go on a real heat uh, instead of all these cosplay fucks that are running around. But that's neither here nor there as well. I'm just ramping up the heat. Just keep turning up. But um, so, you know, like, Sasha took a good start for it. You're a parent. How would you react if one of your kids made comments like that towards, say, Nardu, if you brought them to the show?
2: Oh, he would not. He, yeah, we would have gone on. I would have apologised to the wrestler and then I would have taken him out. I would have taken him on. Not for that, but just, you know, because that that's not
1: on. It isn't on. And it happens, so I do a lot of Rumble shows. Now, I love Rumble. Mm. I will never say a bad word about Rumble, the company. Incredible. Steven runs it. a master, an absolute master, and I love that place. And they treat me like a god, and I really love it. And they're all my family. <clears throat> but their fans could be gobshites. Bearing mm. in mind, it's super family-friendly. I've heard all sorts of things. He can't be from England, he's black. To him Lane once. I was like, what? Ludicrous. Like It is in Kenya, yeah. which is, by the way, extremely white. Extremely Mm. white and extremely Tory, Uh, and I. Of course, it is you're there. Yeah, fair enough. But anyway, (laughs) I just don't have the energy. I'm dying. Um, It's (laughs) that thing. I can't disagree with the truth. It hurts. Um, Also, hail Boris. Now, um, so yeah, it's that. But it's that thing. Every I'm seeing this at so many more shows. People think they're entitled to say whatever the fucking please, even though you know I get it. You've paid a ticket. But he's like, did these same people go to Aladdin and chastise him for being Persian? Like, you know, did it go to the, probably, probably, <laughs> probably my, yeah, it's, it's, yeah like, he's behind you. Of course he is. He's a fucking terrorist. Like, you know, it's just very random behavior. Very random. Like, and mm-hmm. you have to, uh, now, like, one thing I kept hearing from people was you can't really blame them because they're kids. No, no you can't. So, but like it's also thing is it didn't help that their mum was super hot and for what i could tell single as well i was like milf. <clears throat> i've decided i'm now a milf hunter uh, that's what i'm that's what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life chase that's after hot older women because i like them i've just got a thing for them also gives me a good excuse to backhand their kids are for being rude no but it's that thing of like i don't get it like how do you I mean, from what I can tell, your kids are amazing. They wouldn't do something like that because they've been raised properly and they've got parents who give a fucking shit. but is that is that a cultural thing? Is that down to the parents not doing a good enough fucking job?
2: I don't know. i'm in I am in the um the camp of some children are born evil. Some children are just born little bastards, no matter how much you try and be a parent. Um, my son, is there is not a nasty bone in his body um i think w- when kids are younger things like talking about someone being fat or of a different color or if there's a little person around or, or they're, they're curious and when they say that's a jason king
0: really...
2: <laughs> he did he did um but when they say it, he's not they say something not to be offensive but because it's curiosity it's like right what is that I've not seen that type of one before. I want to know what it is. Um, There's a joke that I do in my stand-up where I talk about me and my kid were watching... There's a show called um, uh, Holy Moly, which is from America. Where? Do you remember Total Wipeout? Yeah, yeah. It's that and mini-golf.
1: Awesome. (laughs) It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um,
0: we
2: We absolutely love it. And there was this one... Where there was quite a big last there, and Fee looks at her and goes, She is very fat, not maliciously, just it no. was exactly like that, just like she is very fat. I went, Yeah, and I just said, Yeah, that's true, but it doesn't matter. It's not very nice to say everyone can be beautiful, it doesn't matter whether they're fat or thin, it's about who can they, they are. As a person. Can Boris Johnson and be? He goes, beautiful? And he goes, Yeah,
1: but she is fat though.
2: And I'm like, yeah, I know, mate. I know.
1: But you can't say
2: it. It's not That was like Ali G.
1: He is well fat, though, isn't it?
2: (laughs) But but then, but then there's a pause and you can see his little brain thinking and he just goes, she looks like a potato, right? Ah. Yeah. (coughs) But it's, again, there's no malice in it. There's no nastiness or anything like that. He knows he's going
1: to look like you when he grows up, right?
2: Yeah, I know. It's a fucking, it's a shame um but like this is the same kid uh, this is the same kid who there were children in the year under him getting bullied by these lads or getting shouted at and picked on by these lads and Felix was like no you can't do that that's not nice go away and stuck up for them there is not a malicious bone in his body i think but there's you a want, difference between you know
1: what if everyone in this country had that mentality we wouldn't have so much shit though would we mm-hmm. And that, the right there, is proof to me that it can be done. Because if your fucking kid can behave that way.
2: But he knows that there's a line. There's a line between being mischievous and being nasty. Has he been
1: taught that way by you? Or do you feel like he's developed that himself? Do you think it's I don't like know part of being just a generally do you think do you think there's any cadence to people can be born just naturally good people and they don't need to be taught that even by parents? Or do you feel like it is your job to drill that into them?
2: Um I think that they can be they can be born good. Um I think the important thing is kind of bringing them up to not let me sound like a fucking expert parenting. Jesus Christ. My, if you'd have seen me this week, and you know I'm not a fucking expert at parenting. Um, he. I think the kids can be born genuinely good, but they will learn habits from school friends, and it is down to parents to kind of direct them in the right way of going. No, it's not right. Older. Swearing is a big one for us. Um, because me and the kids' mum, we swear quite a bit conversationally um not in a nasty way we just swear conversationally we don't swear at the kids that's a big thing that both of us have done i've called my son a cunt once um when he was a lot lot younger and I'd, i had a had a smile on my face whilst i was doing it so he didn't know what we were talking about um i think that's acceptable don't do that to your kid if they're older and they understand um generally one of my favourite things my uh, my ex's friend gave my daughter a Christmas present when she was about one and a half, two. And it simply said, dear pops, you can't read this, cunt. <laughs> and that was the, that was the thing on a birthday present. We
1: also need more of those in our society, please. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, more stand-ups, please.
2: <laughs> yeah, but my my daughter doesn't swear at all. She knows about swear words, doesn't swear at all. My son is becoming aware of swear words. Um, and it was perfect for him as an example where we were, I I played a song on my radio. I've probably said on the podcast before I played Mm. a song on my radio show by AJR. Um, uh, the song was called world's smallest violin. Um, because I do it on radio, I have to reverse the swear words that are in it. We're listening to the show and Felix hears that and he knows the song off by heart. So he just turns around and goes, Daddy, why is shit glitchy? Because he doesn't know what it means. And I just went, right. That's a swear word. You're not supposed to say things like that. I goes, oh, okay. So can I say it? I went, hmm. no, you're not allowed to say that. I goes, oh. What age would you say you're...
1: swearing should become somewhat relatively comfortable within their dialect?
2: Um, I'll come on to that in a second because this okay. is we had this conversation. Um I said, you know, it's not right to say things like that. There are a lot of swear words. You're not allowed to say things like that. He goes, oh, okay. And I went, what can't you say? And he goes, what? I said, what aren't you, aren't you allowed to say? What words aren't you allowed to say? He goes, I can't say. I'm not allowed to tell you. Automatically got it. Um, one thing I'm... Can you imagine if he kids, just
1: turned around and went, you bastard.
2: Sorry, <laughs> so yeah, funny. No, that's... It's going to come one day. Um... But he's aware of swear words, so we'll listen to Blink-182 and there'll be swear words in that. And sometimes i like, shout or make silly noises over the swear words. And I know you're
1: going to get complaints from uber right-wing mothers now who are like, you let your child listen to satanic music.
2: <laughs> yeah. My kids are fucking ace. My kids will request the front bottoms. And, you know, not have any qualms about it. My kids love fucking brilliant music. It's, it's the one thing that I'm good with with parenting. I can teach fair, them to
1: love beautiful Your music. radio show is so refreshing in an age. Like, so
0: <clears throat>
1: I was babysitting Tanvi's missus because she's going through a rough time. And she was like, can I just chill out with you before I go to work? I was like, yeah, sure. So we're just mm-hmm. chilling out. And we're listening to like all the London Rude Boy stations. Like literally just keep scrolling through and scrolling through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's amazing how corporate and how commercialized everything is in radio mm-hmm. now. And then I listen to your show and it's like so refreshingly honest, like real music made by real artists who care about their craft, who care about being creative. And then as opposed to oot, 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 oot. madly bad rules, you're missing an ting. You know, what the fuck is this? Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all for like proper reggae music as well. It's fucking sick. I loved reggae music when I was a kid. Um, You know, there's so many cool things, but when it is literally just repetitive commercial crap, you're like, this all like I maybe I'm just becoming old, and I am, but I, I do. It, I'm getting to that stage, and i like, "All oh, sounds the same to me." <laughs> but mm-hmm. the thing is, I love rap music. I love Cypress Hill. I love N.W.A. I love Snoop Dogg and all that stuff. But for me, that's like the pinnacle of what that is—not just trash that's thrown out there for the sake of it. This was born out of like the L.A. riots and the the black struggles mm-hmm. and their cultural difficulties and relationships and things like that. Not you know Barry who wants to fucking you know, he's wearing too much drip and he wants the drop to happen at 1 minute 27. I'm like, what is this stuff? Basically, in a very roundabout way. Well done for playing good music and having a good radio show.
2: It's, thank you very much. It's, um, it is a-, a By the way, Beyond Radio,
1: every single Monday, 7 till 9pm, you can find Beyond Radio. If you ask, I do this all the time. Um In fact, I'm going to mute the bitch because you'll fucking start kicking off again. So if you've got an Amazon Echo, and I know most of you cans do or a Google Dot or whatever, your Google Mini or whatever it is nowadays, if you ask it to play Beyond Radio on TuneIn, um, more often than not, it will do it automatically. Uh, every Monday uh, from 7 till 9, you can hear Simon Martin mm-hmm. uh, doing as a proper disc jockey, um, you know, um, proper yeah, cracking on. Played... Reminds me of the old I... days when I was a kid listening to radio. It's super cool.
2: And that's where it comes from. That's where my love for it comes from. As I mentioned last week, it's Mark and Lard. That made me want to do radio because I love that type of shit. Um, I play music that I love and have passion for, and the second hour of my show is always finding new music. And I love going into, you know, different stores and stuff like that, and going right. What bands would I do? Do I think I would like the look of or the name of? Or you know, there was a band that I really that um I've started listening to, um. Oh shit, I even forgot what it's called. But they did a song called A Possum My Possum. And I just loved that that the title of the song. So I started listening to it and I really like it. There was a um a band called Beyond the Landlight uh, Beyond the Lamplight, where the um the album artwork was a skeleton in a rowing boat with a lamplight on the end of a stick. It's really dark and eerie. And I am like, that's fucking beautiful. That was like
1: Grim Fandango. Listen
2: to it. Yeah, but I listen to it and it's fucking punk folk. And it's really, really good. Like, I'm, I'm properly into it. Um, So I, I surprise myself with shit like that. And I'm getting the kids into that type of stuff as well. Even like kind of really nerdy rap music. Like, proper properly nerdy rap music there's a guy called the stupendium we'll do this on a watch along because i need you need to watch something it's fucking incredible um anyway um so i show them this type of stuff and i let them listen to swear words and we have a conversation about it because he felix says to me well when can i can i use swear words and i said the thing is about using swear words is there's a time and a place for it you need to know when to use it where to use it and at the right circumstance." You know, using it in school is a definite no. Using it with granny and granddad is a definite no. Using it with me, it's kind of a no definitely at the moment, but it depends on the circumstance. Depends on what you're doing and what we're doing and what the context is. Um, Because I think that's where... And and I'm I'm teaching the kids that, you know, because I think it's important. You have to be honest with that type of shit. So you have to be honest with everything with parenting, you know.
0: Is it and I think that's
2: where it is, but that's where tolerance comes from. Like the amount of people that are still intolerant of, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. People who are intolerant about people with mental like
1: Tanveer Verdi. No, I'm kidding.
2: Yeah, dirty boy, to your You're room.
1: Da- dirty um, boy, to your room. Clean your lunchbox the... up.
2: <laughs> the um the the idea that these type of things. Are wrong. Ninety percent of it is taught.
1: Okay.
2: Anything like that is taught. Say a good ten percent of it, kids are born evil, so they don't Mm. care who the Mm -hmm. fuck you are, they are just gonna be dicks.
1: Yeah, I Um, hear horrible things coming out of kids' mouths mm. at shows. I still remember like you know, Roger Sears. I don't know if you know Roger who wrestles, uh he's a friend of ours, and like You know, uh, one of the ACW shows I was on videography for and a kid behind me started screaming at him. That's why you're adopted. This kid was like eight. Like, that's that's like, can you imagine if he was actually adopted? Like, fucking hell. It's not born out of genuine malice, but it's born out of just this need to be hateful because it'll make their Mm -hmm. friends laugh. Yeah.
2: And that's where it is. And I think, you know, again, 10% of kids will have that. The followers of those kids will learn it because they want to not be bullied or want to be outcast. Um, I think my kids are lucky enough that, yeah, they want to have friends and they want to not be the odd one out, but they also won't follow the crowd if they know it's wrong. Which is, you know, it's what I do. I don't follow the crowd. I'm fucking way away from the crowd. I'm in another field, for fuck's sake. Um, so I do think some of it's taught, a lot of it is learned. Um, and some of it is, yeah. But but when it comes to kids like that, no, my kids wouldn't do anything like that because they know, firstly, one big thing is they know that it is fake. They know that it is an act. They know that it is pantomime. Um, I, when my son was upset about someone shouting at me at the end of the show, I took him backstage and met, he met the people who were involved and he's like, Oh no, they are very nice. I went, yeah, they are. They, we were just acting. We were playing. So now he's done now. To... <laughs> yeah. He, he's <laughs> a sake, face Rob. in our thing. Yeah. No, he's a face in our, in our. As corruption. he
1: should be. He's a face in mm. life, mate. By the way, congratulations to great. Rob making his debut at Progress. Like, he, Yes, I, mate. That blew my fucking mind. Just over two years in the business. I was like, what? Mm. You wrestle like someone who's known this business for 20 years. That blew my fucking mind. That did. Dude. Absolutely amazing. blew my mind. Dude, but no, I'm super, really, super really super proud of him. He's he's achieved amazing things and he deserves the mm. world. Great human being. Yeah.
2: Very much does. Um, so he knows that, mm. so he knows it's an
1: act. Who's his uh, favorite wrestler? He's, uh, wasn't it Alexis Falcon or Raven? Or Alexis Falcon. He,
2: he, love, he loves, he ne- loves Alexis Falcon. He loves, I know somebody who uh, loves Raven. Alexis
1: Falcon a lot, but I'm not going to dog them out on this podcast because they'll get embarrassed.
2: <laughs> oh, no, you've got to text me it. Yeah.
1: You've yeah, got yeah. to I'll, let me know it. I know somebody who has got the biggest, biggest like crush on that one. So. Fair enough. <clears throat> but that's it. Yeah, and, and like, the first, so I think strong. when it
2: comes, when it comes to, um, To behaviour at wrestling shows, boo them, you know, give them a bit of jip, but there's a line. There is a line, and you've got to learn it. And it's the same with, with, you know, with comics. You know, there is a line when it comes to talking to people in the crowd and shit.
1: Yeah, Um, do you know what? Some Some of the stand ups I watch, where the heckling is just relentless. I personally don't like it. One person who I think is a master at that and doing it the right way and keeping it just on the right level that it never comes across as just pure malice is Dara Brand. He's really mm. good at that. He'll give you a bit of stick. But like, for instance, at the end of the show, he'll get everybody who he's spoken to to take a standing ovation, give him a round of applause and stuff like that. Like, you know, like for me, like Jimmy Carr, I find him very funny, but and he is hilarious when he's savage, but sometimes I just think, fuck me, that's a bit much. I I wouldn't say that to somebody and you know me I'm very fucking raw and honest and you know think that everything should be on the table but if I was a stand up which I'm hopefully going to be doing very soon I would never walk out and be like you look like a nonce I just feel what's that what is that that for me is just cheap it's what we call in wrestling cheap heat where you're not even trying you're just being a cunt for the sake of being a cunt like on an 18 plus show yeah I can just come out and be like fuck off or you look fucking disgusting. You know, it's, it's all cheap. It's just low-hanging fruit. I like to have a little bit yeah. of a level of intelligence towards it. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just me. Like, But then on the flip side, I think Ricky Gervais' humour, because he never really tends to interact with crowds that much, or at least not what I've no. seen. Um, you know, he says some brutal things. And when he's talking about wanking to baby Hitler, mm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> But it is funny. And it's that thing of like, You know, I guess everyone's got a different palette, but I think all the time it's a choice. I don't think people should be offended. I think if it's forced upon you, absolutely be offended. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, people watch Ricky Dress and like, it's disgusting what he said. You had a choice to watch it. You must have known going in what you were going to get. Yeah. It's like people who go to Deathmatch Wrestling and say, oh, I'm disgusted by the amount of blood. Come on. It's Deathmatch Wrestling. Mm -hmm. You must do some, you know what? Nothing's stopping you Googling what it is before you go. Have a little look at what you're doing.
2: So there's a comic called Jerry Sadowitz, who is one of the harshest comics in the country. He just fucking is. Um, He's an amazing magician, and he's a brilliant craftsman, he's a brilliant joke teller. I went to go and see him near where I live, and he is, it was brilliant. A lot of the things he said, I didn't agree with quite a bit. I didn't find funny quite a bit. I found offensive. The rest of it, I laughed at. And I would go and see him again. Because, but again, I live in that grey area. I do live in the grey area where I can, Ricky Gervais, I don't find him funny at all.
1: Do you know what? I don't find most of his stuff funny either. I actually prefer his written stuff for sick. like Afterlife is beautiful. Powerful.
2: I can't watch the, yeah. I watched the first series of Afterlife. I can't watch two and three because I binged, I binged the first series of Afterlife on the night that my, um, my ex fucked somebody else. And I was up until four o'clock in the morning waiting for her because she didn't have a key. And uh, yeah. And she was like, why, why did you say up? I went, cause you don't have a key. He goes, she went, oh, well, I do have one okay well you could have fucking let me know what was happening so, anyway I, I can't watch it anymore because i associate with that
1: fair enough um
2: but i don't f- so yeah but i don't find his stand-up and stuff uh funny and i find when comics like that go overboard with the offense i think that what's the point
1: you're just being shocking just, for the sake of shocking
2: yeah you, you're saying things for the sake <clears> of how far like, can look, you push it I, out
1: before somebody really kicks off like.
2: Yeah, I've been a fan of of Jimmy Carr for years, been a fan of Dave Chappelle for years and stuff like that. The more of these comedians that start doing trans jokes, the the less I like them. And not because I'm a big trans, you know, ally and all that type of stuff, which I am, you know, but they are getting the low hanging fruit. You know, pardon the pun. But (laughs) that was a good joke about... Oh, anyway, someone will complain um, about
0: that. Someone <clears throat> oh, um, will complain about let, that.
2: Let them, but the, the thing is, the, the bigger comedians are doing this because that's how they will get noticed. That's how they will get popularity. That's how they will get headlines and stuff. They're better than that. They are shit tons better than that. One of Jimmy Carr's best jokes that he had to cut from one of his shows was um back before the 2010 olympics no 2012 olympics sorry and the joke was say what you want about um about um amputees from now what was it oh yeah say what you want about roadside bombs in afghanistan um
1: which again is a fantastic
2: start so say what you want about um roadside bombs in uh, Afghanistan. We are going to have an amazing 2012 Paralympic team.
1: I think that's quite funny. Uh,
2: Which is quite funny. It's It's taking something fucking awful. Do you
1: think that people have got more stupid it? when it comes to stand-up and that's why they're more offended? Because they don't realise that he genuinely doesn't think it's okay to provide Paralympic teams with a load of injured fucking, you know, people who stood on landmines or whatever. Do you think people are stupid um, and can't disassociate the facts with the what is essentially them just telling you a story for the fun of it?
2: It's like how everyone now is jumping on the, oh, you can't say that anymore. Why can't you say that anymore? I should be able to say whatever <clears> I want. <throat> the same people... 10 12 years ago we were kicking off about these type of jokes they were exactly the same people and it's because okay. they don't look at the outside of it um so now it's going it's the the left in inverted commas that are jumping on the thing of well you can't say that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be said that shouldn't be said because again that and i think there's a difference between the two types of jokes but it's the same level, you know. They're looking at the they're looking at the outside rather than looking in and going a bit further with it. So with that joke that Jimmy Carr said, there was a lot of shit about that. And he got um hounded in the press for it. He cancelled it from his show. Um and nobody spoke about the fact that the twenty twelve Paralympic team in the UK were fucking amazing and a good percentage of them were injured in Afghanistan.
1: I actually went to quite a few of the Paralympics in 2012 yeah. and had an and they amazing. Were fucking
2: time. Incredible.
1: Got yeah, to see Oscar Pistorius. Incredible. Don't know what's happened to him. He's been very quiet lately, but pretty amazing. He scene. has, hasn't he? Yeah. He has. Yeah. He has. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. just toilet humor. That's what that is.
2: I went to, uh, I did go to the bathroom in his house once and a uh, lot of holes. Don't know why. Anyway, um, we, but the, but I think, for me, the difference between the jokes is the um, the target and the... the um, Not so much the punchline, but the... the. So, a, a lot of people talk about punching up in comedy. You've got to punch up, never punch down. It's why people can take the piss out of people like Donald Trump for being an orange small penis small knob jockey. It, 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 why all this stuff can happen. Now, when people are saying, "Why can't you make jokes about non-binary? Why can't you make jokes about trans? Why can't you make jokes about the left?" It's because usually those type of people aren't at the top; they're down at the bottom. So, making jokes about them, you 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 know,
1: you're punching somebody's already. Pick a homeless man, essentially.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think they've with the media the way it is at the moment, the way the newspapers the way they are, and Twitter the way it is, um is, they've stopped caring about punching downwards. And com- big comics have start- stopped caring about punching downwards. They now... Uh, punch up, Punching upwards, sorry. They now don't mind punching downwards because they know they'll get a lot more money and a lot more um press from punching down.
1: But if if all these people want is true equality, then surely shouldn't they get just as much grief as everybody else? Because they're not an argument for that. Or is the opinion of what you're trying to say is they, we can't do that until they're on a level, in which case then we can start, right, hurry up and get on a level so we can start ripping you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. But it's, but it's, you're taking the mick out of someone for something that they have no control over. you know? It's like taking the piss out of someone like Stephen Hawking for being in a wheelchair. He is at the top, but you take the piss out of him for something else. If you want to take the piss out of someone, why take the piss out of something that they have no control over, that they can't
1: help, you know?
2: There's other things to joke about.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, You want to... It's quite enlightening, actually, to listen to it from that perspective. I never thought of, honestly, like, you know, it's that's one of the reasons why I like doing this, because I've never thought about the concept of punching down. Like, yeah, but they're at the bottom, and that's why we shouldn't be taking the piss. I was like, you know, that's a very good Mm. point. I don't Because I'm one of these people who believes in true equality is everybody's just flesh, and that's it. Just a part Mm. of flesh and bones. But unfortunately, society doesn't deem them in that way. And because of that, they need to be, not necessarily protected, but they need to be empowered until they're at a point where they are seen as just another human being walking around.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you you don't get that. It's the reason why, you know, for some reason racist jokes are coming back.
1: But... but nothing to do with me.
2: You're the problem. Um, yes.
1: Us Arabs but- are the problem. You white bastard. Um, hey, watch the thing your poor is... mouth. Do you know what? I find that racially denigrating to my character and I'd appreciate it if you were more of an ally to me. Because <laughs> that's shit. what all you fucking libtards apparently say, don't you? Yeah!
0: <clears throat>
2: don't give a shit. America! Um, but, America! But the, but the thing is, when people say, oh, well, you can't... Wh- why do you say that about white people? Why are you allowed to say that about white people? Because you're still fucking on top.
1: They always you well
2: know. Um, that's the thing. Yes, you can make jokes about white people because they are at the top.
1: Christianity, the whites.
2: Well, yeah, very fucking true. But that's that's for me. That's where the problem is, Uh, and that's why being woke, it has to happen. Because unless you are,
1: you won't get. Not on the wrestle plug. It doesn't get true. But it's also that thing of what fucks me off is people who are allies. When it suits the commercial property, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, it's Pride Month, so therefore we're going to turn everything into a rainbow. Can't you do that all year? With the WrestlePlug logo on Twitter, for literally, like, I think, like two years, was rainbow themed. And I had people message me saying, it's not Pride Month, doesn't matter to us. Mm-hmm. So what? Like, so what There's you're essentially ways- saying is, gays only matter for one month. What? What a stupid way of looking at things.
2: Again, there are two ways of looking at that. So companies and stuff like that do the rainbow banner for Pride Month because their entire marketing is around their colours and their promotions and stuff. But they're showing that extra bit of support. If you are, is I there want an area citizen
1: that they're not they- giving a 100- hundred? If you're going to do that, you have yeah. to give a hundred percent of the profits. You can't be saying like. Is- or a portion of the proceeds that means it's money oriented
2: if it's to do with the if they're raising money for charity for it then yeah
1: I agree um but a lot of these companies are just selling stuff Sainsbury's have this huge range of rainbow stuff that comes in and it's Mm -hmm. like that's great but I want to see that 100% of those profits are going towards charities and companies that are empowering and making life easier for them in society, not fucking yeah. not saying like, well, a portion of it. it's like when WWE did the whole Susan G. Komen thing. I don't know if you remember that. And Susan G. Komen legitimately only 10% of their proceeds were going towards cancer support. And 90% of it was being pocketed by fucking shareholders. Yeah. And then they wondered why true. they were getting so much grief from people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because they like, Oh yeah. 10% of all the t-shirts we sell go straight to Susan G. Komen. It's like, you're basically asking people to donate money to cancer and then taking 90% of that and putting that in your pocket. Mm-hmm.
0: That's if you're raising money horrible. for something,
2: yeah. If you're raising money for something, then yeah, you can be, you know, as pride as you want. But if you're raising money for pride, you give money to pride. You don't keep some of it for yourself.
1: That's you don't, what you the do. The awareness yeah. doesn't mean jack shit if you're not forwarding on yeah. any benefits that you make from it. Yeah. As far as but
2: can... anything like so when companies put their um put their logo as the pride flag, you know, on Twitter and stuff. A lot of people see that as a cynical thing. Is there an air of cynicism about it?
1: Maybe. Well with WrestleBlog, they, like they we don't not. we've never made a penny. WrestleBlog is completely non-profit. Yeah. It's just a creative, but outlet. Even
2: when, even when it's nothing, yeah, even when it's nothing to do with profits. So for example, you've got the Coliseum logo behind you, right? All year, so that is their branding. All year it is that. What they may do for Pride Month is they may change that to the pride flag. They're not raising money for it. They're just saying, listen, we're here for you as well. And we appreciate that this is, that you're celebrating. We want to celebrate with you. A lot of people argue that with big companies, they're just doing it because it's something fancy to do when it's woke and blah, blah, blah. They may just feel it. They may just want to do that little, you know, that little nod to the community to say we're with you thank you very much for being around they may be wanting to do that they may just be going we want to be seen as nice to people we don't give a shit really but nobody truly knows that and people on both sides of the argument are fucking dicks for going on about it let them do what they do if you've got your thought about it leave it as your thought
1: no you must hear all my opinions at all times i fucking do <clears throat> as you should I fucking do I have to listen to yours so you have to listen to mine
2: I don't give a shit about my own opinions enough
1: well you that's should that's the thing what's the point of being here I... if you don't give a shit about what you think what's the point of I, like I think
2: you... a thing I think a thing there was a, the comedian Daniel Kitson said it perfectly you could be down the line thinking this one thing all the way through but that's only until something changes your mind a little bit and the, the way he put it was, like, for example, I like eggs. I like eggs. That's me. That's me as a person. I like eggs. That is one sad human being. <laughs> and then someone will come up to you and go, what, even when they're throwing it at your face? Oh, well, I don't like eggs then. So can I really say that I like it? Is that really my true character? It doesn't fucking matter. Just you like, you do your things until... Something changes you a little bit, and you may not do those things all the time again. It doesn't fucking matter.
1: I mean, interesting. Yeah, I like the analogy.
2: None of it matters. None of it matters. No one's opinions matter. The only thing that matters. Yes,
1: actions. they do. Mine, mine matter.
2: The only things that matters are actions. And if and if your actions A positive towards people, you are a good person. If your actions are negative towards people, that's what comes around
1: to what we were talking about, though, doesn't it? At the beginning of this Mm -hmm. podcast, who's taking actions? They're not.
2: No, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how big the actions are.
1: Yeah, but some of these aren't actions at all.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Like some of this is just not action. It's just Mm -hmm. pissing in the wind, not giving a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it becomes a problem.
2: So you could, all year, not talk about any type of charity. You couldn't talk about any type. You don't talk about any type of uh, social issues or anything like that. Your days where you go and help out in the local food bank, the local soup soup kitchen and shit like that, they're your actions. No words have left your mouth. It's the actions that make you the person that you are.
1: Because ultimately, words don't mean jack shit unless they're followed with actual action.
2: Exactly. And, he, and and that's and which is why I'm saying why to people, it's
1: so all very well and good talking about it. Do something about mm-hmm. it. Not all the yeah. time. Nobody's saying you have to. I'm not saying, you know, oh, I've got kids and shit. Yes, I, I'm not saying neglect your children, but there is, mm. you, don't, you don't tell me that for at least like my mum is a good example of this. I haven't got time to, you know, go out and do stuff. She says while well, she sits there playing Candy Crush for three hours on her iPad, you do have time. You just can't be asked. Now, if you turn around to me and say, I can't be fucked, I respect that from the aspect of you have just been honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't respect yeah. how that reverberates for our society, but I respect that you've been honest. But when people mm-hmm. say, Oh, I don't have time, fuck off. We all have time. We all have time and we don't make it. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of it.
2: You can everyone can do something. It doesn't need to be the physical march doesn't make time for Something
1: play. else he's busy. For whatever reason. But he could make time if he wanted. He just doesn't want to, because he's a lazy egg.
0: Fuck you! Yeah.
1: Make me. <laughs> um. Got an email. But I do
2: think that. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we've got three.
1: Bloody hell! I I, I threatened them now. I threatened them today, didn't I? Still didn't get enough. So I'm going to start um, calling well, you out by your names if you don't start. Set... And I'm it... going to do it starting from tonight. So who sent emails in?
2: Well, firstly, uh, Robbie is emailed in. Oi, oi. Um, he says, "Hi guys, glad to see you're still doing it. Great work. Um, and fuck all, uh, fuck all the marks who don't email you. Here are my questions for you both. Much love to you. Uh, now, this one, guy gets live...
1: it. <laughs> yeah,
2: if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Miami, New York. Um, just because I like it. Um, what was the favorite trip you've ever taken?
1: Trondheim in Norway for the UEFA Super Cup." nice. Beautiful. I cannot recommend Trondheim enough. It is like, it's weird. It's a city in Norway but it feels like a village. The Mm. the pathways are literally like three metres wide. No litter. Nothing. Mm. Like clean as a whistle. Built into a forest essentially. Like Honestly, look up Trondheim. Wow. Gorgeous. Also, apparently, the home of um, AHA. Nice. Uh, had no clue, but I'll tell you what, gorgeous place Super friendly people, everyone speaks immaculate English And it's also right next to the sea as well The oceans So it's like, it's just, fuck it, it's got everything The train mm. goes along the line of the coast All the way along, literally right by the ocean And you're just looking out and you're like, nice. fuck me You can see why it's it's expensive to live in Norway Because it's fucking gorgeous yeah. <clears throat> Also, lowest reoffender rate in the world everyone who goes to prison because they're happy well no because they have a lot of people who go to prison and they mm. treat them like fucking gods almost mm. because the whole point of their process is you need to be rehabilitated to a state that when you go back in society you can benefit our economy and benefit our society. So mm-hmm. they treat you with respect. They give you like you know really really nice, really well looked after. Really, literally, it looks like a fucking five star hotel. It does. All their prisons mm-hmm. are a five star hotel, people think it's disgusting, and they spend all this money like rehabilitating it. And they, yet they have the lowest reoffender rate. So their economy is one of the strongest in Europe, and they're not part of the. They EU. just
2: do things right there. They,
0: they just they put, just they or, have or... their
1: shit together. Also, extremely yeah. high level of immigration, no fucking problems with violence or anything like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Have, great,
1: um, great country. Expensive though. The... Save your money first. Yes, yeah, they do.
2: They have their standard work week of four days, don't they? They do four yes, and three. Do, yeah. So an average a health teacher,
1: health. a teacher on average, the average wage for a teacher, for instance, in Norway, I think is about eighty thousand pounds a year, mm-hmm. because they have their shit together. Now the people say, yeah, but that's because it's like sixteen pound for chicken breast. Doesn't matter. Quality of living. Everyone, yeah, exactly. everyone matters in Norway. Everyone matters. I couldn't believe it. Everyone is treated properly. No, Holy shit! I don't want to hear excuses now from countries like America, especially treated with respect. Well, my I mean, I've, I'm very America. blessed. I've gone on a lot of great trips, and all of them have been of value. But Trondheim is always the one that sticks in. You know that immediately. My brain went Trondheim, and that's probably why. For that reason, mm. stunning, really opened my eyes to the world, and that was quite a few, a number of years ago. We're talking six, seven years ago. I need to go back. It's beautiful. Mm. Loved it.
2: Mine was, um, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but it's my 30th birthday, where I went to America. Drove from Anaheim in California up to Seattle. Awesome. And then drove down to McCall, Idaho, where my friend lives. And it's beautiful. It's like a small mountain town, but it's got a lake that acts as a beach, and it's, it's fucking stunning. And I've never, I've never seen a shooting star until I went there. And on the same night, I saw fucking dozens because they've got no light pollution. So I just basically sat in a hot tub, getting drunk with my friends on the side of a mountain, watching the most stars I've ever seen in my life, as
1: clear as day. Yeah, that's called living. That's what that I. Yes, yeah, it was fucking amazing. Awesome.
2: Um, he also asks, what, what's your favourite colour and what does it say about you?
1: Black and red, angry, passionate, fiery, generally. Con- you know.
2: Same, actually the same. I'm a black and red person.
1: I like crimson. I like dark reds. Um, mm-hmm. I think it speaks to me as a person. There's a lot of darkness, but then it's also quite artistic. It's quite creative, but it's fiery. It's quite artistic. It's Autistic, very autistic. Um, yeah. <laughs> you joke, please. Come on. <laughs> we all know. So one of my friends the other day said to me, I'm pretty sure you have ADHD. And I'm just like, might do. Yes. I can be quite frantic.
2: Um, yeah, I'll go with that. Um, if you could have uh, any one superpower, what would you have?
1: <sighs> you see, for me, I hate this question because it changes depending on the scenario. I'd love to be able- mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'd love to be able to stop time so I could just rob places blind because I'm a horrible person. You know what? When I go through the supermarket and I see the really expensive meat, and I'm like, "God, oh, tell you what, that steak would be wonderful," but I can't justify paying seventy pounds. Like, right? Don't care. Don't care. Yeah, like, fair uh, enough. Invisibility, so I can stare at all the hot women and locker. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> that's no, that going to get me in serious. Yeah, that would have been that would get me That's in serious tricky. trouble in wrestling. No, thank you. Um, honestly, uh, I'd love to be able to like Superman style fly, it would be amazing to just yeah. be at on a whim and not because you know, so oh, superpowers and destroy. I'd love to be able to just be like, do you know what? I can just fucking right, I'm just gonna fly to Trondheim for the day, <laughs> and then there I am, and like, yeah. oh yeah, and that'd be fucking awesome, exactly.
2: Yeah, no, I'm exactly. I want to see
1: world more. i really miss the world. I haven't been on holiday since October 2019. I was last time I went abroad, and it, it, it irks me now. And I just don't have the money to do it. Also, the ability to attract women would be quite nice. I think that's a superpower at this point, isn't it?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, same. I'm pretty much spunking dust now. No, um,
2: tell so thank you for those, Robbie. Well done.
1: Well done, Robbie. You are on the good list,
2: um, Toby. Who? Toby.
1: Yeah, we know. Oh, I love the way you said that. Toby. <laughs> Toby. Fuck you. Toby. Sorry. Toby. Fuck you, more, more c What did he call it? What did a uh, t- uh, fucking camera? Yeah, call he it? did he call it more, more can can be. be. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, it's not more come." <laughs> He's such a fuck He just, just wants it. <laughs> the Bukkaki. That's bitch. what
2: he wants. <laughs> it's all he wants. Um uh, he says, uh, you've watched a lot of weird matches in your wrestling, uh, e.g. the Kaiju match. If you could design a special match or event, be it cosplay or some other mad stipulation, what would it be?
1: Oh, fucking hell. We could be here a while. Do you know? When the I problem... read
2: that before, go
1: on. Wrestling has pretty much done everything. And that's what makes that difficult. Mm. Um, I think I'd love to see, so me personally, if it's something I was going to work with, I'm desperate to do a cinematic style match. You know, like The Undertaker and AJ Styles had that Boneyard match. I want to record mm-hmm. something like that. I reckon I could truly, because I reckon my quality of filming, my quality of work, would, could produce something truly spectacular that a lot of people mm-hmm. could enjoy. Um, we seem to have just gone straight away from it now because of COVID. I understand that. But I actually think there's still a place for that. And I think we should have more, I think, more companies, especially when, if you're, for instance, IWE that I work for, uh, CWP, insert all these companies I work for only do maybe like three or four shows a year, you could fill the gaps by just recording, like, cinematic matches, Mm. releasing them, having storylines play out in cinematic. A good example of that was Lucha Underground, um, which was kind of, you know, very sort of, Heavy sort of, it was based in like, you know, South Los Angeles, very Latin Mm. American feel, Aztec kind of stuff going on. But they did a lot of cool cinematic stuff. Where like, for instance, yeah. um, you know, um, Jeff Cobb, who was the monster, he would like be in a cage all the time, and he'd be locked up with a mask and stuff like that. And they'd have all these cool promos, not like these city backstage promos where it's like Hulk Hogan, all that kind of stuff. Like, it was actually properly filmed like a TV series, and you were like, Oh, yeah. it was very spent. That's something I want to see more of. So, I couldn't necessarily design a specific match, but I'd like to be able to design and film my own cinematic style wrestling match. In a, in a, I think something very cool, like a wrestling match that takes place in like a derelict mental hospital or something, would be fucking amazing. Mm. Something like that would be good because I think the graveyard shit's overdone and the Undertaker stuff is too cliched. I want to go somewhere a bit darker, like a dark carnival. I'd love to do House of a Thousand Corpses, but for wrestling. Nice. I like that. I want to really test sure. the boundaries of what wrestling can be. I'm sick and tired of people just doing the, doing the simple, boring shit. Like, Don't get me wrong, it works. And if it works and you make money, good for you. But for me, I'm not just a wrestler or a wrestling videographer. I'm, a, I'm an artist. I truly believe that. And people will be like, oh, you're an artist. And it's like, yeah, I'm no, not a good one. But <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very artistic and I want to create shit. And I want to autistic. push the boundaries. Autistic, yes. Very autistic. I'm a tortured Autistic and what happens is (laughs) extremely tortured at this point (laughs) mentally and physically but um please women just touch me at this point but yeah it's that thing of i i just i can't stand being stagnant i can't do it i can't just stay there and be like that's cool i'm done and frankie gazarian said this in the car because toby will notice because toby was in the car with us um he said something which was beautiful he said because Toby asked him, do you watch your matches back? Baron in my Frankie Kazarian's wrestled literally everywhere for 25 years. He's had WWE tryouts. He's done dark matches. He's been the AEW tag team champion. He's in Impact. He's everywhere, everywhere. And he said, fuck no, not for 12 years. Because I'm just like everyone else who's successful in this business. I can never, ever find greatness in my work. I am always, mm-hmm. always looking for the next thing. And he said, it's weird. He said, Not, you could have a 17-star Meltzer classic and you'll find that one move that you didn't hit as well as you would like and you'll fucking drive yourself crazy over it. And we're all wired like that. So for me, people are always saying to me, I, I'm very blessed. A lot of people say to me, oh, Yo, you've done some fucking incredible work in this business. That fucking looks good. Look at these still shots. Look at what you fit. Look at the way you're updating the graphics. You're changing the game. That's what I'm desperate to do. I want to be known as the guy who changed the game and modified Mm -hmm. it and evolved it and opened more doors for people. I don't think videographers in wrestling should just be a guy holding a camera. I don't think there should be just some random fat guy standing behind a hard cam. They should be something more than that. They should be artists that are looking to create cinematography. I think wrestling Mm -hmm. should look like a movie. I think wrestling posters should look like movie posters. I'm sick and tired of, don't get me wrong, put live professional wrestling on it so people know what it is. But don't make, you know, these, you know what I'm talking about, these carnival posters are like, And mm-hmm. then it it's just got a load of clowns or whatever. And it just looks like cheap, nasty, gypsy circus shit. And that's, that's not what I'm about. I want wrestling to look as good as the movies do because we now mm-hmm. all have access to the technology to do that. And a fine example of that, you've met him from the first show, Troy Grant, an absolute mm-hmm. cinematographer masterpiece. Like, that guy is okay. changing the game. We've seen the stuff he was doing backstage with Lizzie Uvo and Cara Noir and all this. He puts it on his Twitter and you think, mm. that's, got, that's got some emotion, some mood, some energy to it. That's what I want wrestling to be. Mm-hmm. Not just a piece of shit. Not just standard crap. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm the fat guy who stands behind the hard cam sometimes. Well, I don't stand behind the hard cam. and do Roman. But, you know, you know what I mean. Just the bare minimum isn't good enough it's never good enough it should none of us should strive for the bare minimum we should all strive for the maximum and not many of us are doing that and i find that disappointing maybe that's why wrestling is struggling because not enough people want to make it more than what it is
2: mine was electric
1: what electric yeah <laughs> what like an electric oh, have an cage ele- or
2: no, an electric car, Well, electric cage would do, but electrified, uh, electrified floor. So, any pins will be fucking painful and shit. Yeah.
1: Electro. Oh, so you get electrocuted every time you take a pinfall. Yeah. Have you seen the electric cage match from TNA? No. Watch along, city. It's the Dudleys versus LAX. And the whole point nice. is that the cage is electrified, but it's clearly yeah. not. So, the, you know, the classic circus, like, you know, when you go to the arcade down by the seafront and they've got the skeleton with the electric... <laughs> yeah. So every time they hit the cage, Devon Dudley's like... <laughs> and the, the lights start flickering. And it's fucking... It's honestly It's regarded as one of the worst matches in the history of wrestling. And when you see no, but it...
2: they need to actually
0: electrify it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. The only thing that strikes me personally for that a little bit close to home is obviously horses have electric fences so I'm just, and I always feel so sad for them because it doesn't it doesn't hurt them it's a very low shot but it's enough to deter. Yeah but they're
2: humans. So who mm. gives
1: a fuck? Yeah that's true. So no horses in wrestling.
2: I I genuinely don't think horses are real. I just think it's two guys in a suit and they're taking the piss.
1: I mean to be fair, Craig Ferguson has convinced me that two men in a suit is a real horse. <laughs>
2: no, I don't I genuinely don't think it's real.
1: Think, horses are incredible. I think
2: all horses, all horses are pantomime horses, and no, no one not can. That. Not I haven't. And I've even seen, I've even seen the poem where a horse fucks a woman, and I don't believe that's really. That. Oh, I just did. I do it's... you
1: know what? I found that quite harrowing. Didn't like that.
2: I think yeah, it's not nice, but I, think I actually it's
1: found two it really dudes. uncomfortable. I you know, the urban myth is that she died. Well, you will.
2: That. Well, you will do. It's that big, but I think...
1: <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> I, I work with I horses do think... on a daily basis. I don't, I don't like it.
2: <clears throat> I um well, stop doing it then, and you'll. Oh, I love horses. He'll... I just don't want to watch and fucking
1: you'll... women being raped to death by a horse.
2: But again, I don't think it's real. I think there are two dudes in a suit with a fire hose.
1: And that's all it is. I don't. Um, do you know what? I don't have the energy to explain to you how dumb you are. <laughs>
2: Um, Tamveer says, Hello, you beauties. You, I have a All right, questions. you're on the
1: list. Well done, N-
2: Nick. Would you ever considering doing video photography for events outside of wrestling as you are a very talented individual? And um, we've spoke about that on the podcast before. Haven't we?
1: What a suck up! Um, <laughs> great look, fucking tidy your room, and we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> first of all, it's <laughs> and second of all, gimp. No, sorry, it's, it's... <laughs> we call it, we call it, yeah. In my case, it's like rolling a doob. <laughs> um yeah no i um yeah i absolutely would and will be uh i have a wedding and a music festival booked in for september of this year which is fucking awesome um i actually would love to not necessarily get away from wrestling entirely but i'd like wrestling to be kind of the minor work that i do i'd actually like to not to work with not- minors You're being very difficult this evening. <laughs> um, they're
2: not right. I don't know if they're about anymore because you know we don't have coal mines and stuff. <laughs>
1: he's, he's good, isn't he? He's good. It's a classic misdirection. Um yeah, see, I'm and on you thought you were talking about fucking kids. Of course I fucking did. Spent way too much time talking about kids earlier as well. It's disgusting is what it is. Um you should be ashamed of yourself. And you you've got the pass, haven't you? Because you've got kids. So uh, you can make jokes like that. Yeah. Go on. Coming to the front page of the Morecambe Gazette. One day near you, sign it, Mark. Uh, and the, the man who thinks Chris Benoit and Logan Paul are the same. Um, no,
2: they're not the same. Logan Paul is worse than Chris Benoit.
1: It's not true. <clears throat> that is hyperbole of the highest order. Um, yeah, I, I'm desperate to do anything and everything creative. So people are going to be like, of course you want to do this because you're a perv. Maybe... Maybe there's a part of... Do you know what? I see... Like, for instance, I was talking to Jesse right, on Sunday. Obviously, we love Jesse, right? And she was saying that, like, you know, she's a bit bored and stuff like that. said i'd love to somebody like her who i genuinely like and care about and you know hope that she would trust me as well i'd love to do like videography when she's doing like modeling shoots i think it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to like film documentaries of that or film just like really cool portfolio things so that she could send them off to people and be like yeah erin next film this beautiful um you know reel of you know my modeling and stuff like that you could get beautiful shots of her like when she goes to ibiza mm-hmm. and things like that i'd love to do festivals i'd love to do i i i, I I'm not up against the idea of recording high-end OnlyFans content. It doesn't have to be. The thing is, you say OnlyFans, people are like, it's just fucking, it's actually not. Like, I don't personally subscribe to Nadia Sapphire's it OnlyFans. It can be. <laughs> yeah, it fucking can. Do you know what? If someone openly um, approached me and said, we'd like to genuinely pay you a good wage to film porn in a really high, I would do so. And I would not have an issue doing it. Like, I don't I don't feel like my skills are above something like that. I actually like the mm-hmm. idea of bringing that up to a cinematic level. I think that's cool.
2: Rebecca Goodwin is fucking amazing at that. Because she... A lot of her parody stuff is very well shot. She puts a lot of effort into her bullshit. It's fucking amazing.
1: I, I want to be able to do everything and anything because I only get one guy around. And... Mm-hmm also on a very serious note i have safeguarding i have dbs checks i'm extremely trustworthy when it comes to risque photography or videography it's very tastefully done it's handled well like people are safe in my vicinity you know it's mm-hmm. that thing I, and the reason i have those things is so that i can prove that to people that they are working with a fucking professional Like people watch because mm-hmm. it it's funny i do get this a lot people worry about booking me based on the personalities they see online they yeah. are terrified, and then they Absolutely. always and they all say the same thing. Fuck me, what a consummate professional on show day. Right. Like, and it's just like, yeah, because I pride myself on professionalism. So I'm very fiery, very passionate. That's why I got picked up for Coliseum, you know, and I'm very proud of that. And it was their tweet they put out earlier today it was very flattering. You know, it was like striking gold when we found Aaron Nix. And it's that thing mm. of, don't just buy into what you see. Have a chance to sit down and read the person and talk to them in person. You'd be surprised mm. just how cool people can be. Like Logan Paul, for instance. Lovely guy off of YouTube. No, Why do you he's hate Logan Paul so much?
2: <laughs> because he's a cunt. He's
1: actually a nice lad. Um, Good for him. He's made a lot of money for himself, and I'm very proud of you, Logan. I think he deserves <laughs> AIDS. He also
2: says, <laughs> for oh,
1: No one deserves
2: <laughs> that. It's horrible.
1: Especially after what we talked was... about with that community.
2: Who are you? <laughs> Who are some of your favorite actors? Like when you see them in a not coming a movie you're immediately attracted oh, to. Oh, good
1: sense of people there. Tom Cruise, incredible actor. I am tired what of actor? people Always the same. Can we stop pretending All like just person. because he's a bit nutty and does Scientology that he can't act? That's nonsense. John Travolta, right? Living legend. He's a fucking Scientologist, mm-hmm. he's bananas. But I don't go to watch them because based on their religious theories I go to watch them because they're good at what they do. Tom Cruise, yeah. right, has a fucking portfolio of films a mile long that are instant classics. A Few Good mm-hmm. Men is incredible. Cocktail is incredible. Top Gun is incredible. Minority Report well, is incredible. You, you say Top Gun's incredible. Yo, you watch your fucking whore mouth, okay? I've, I've tolerated Overrated a lot of, piece of from shit from you today. I've tolerated a lot of shit. But if you run down Top Gun, I will fucking... Drive to Morecambe and fuck you in the eye. Like fuck you. Top Gun is a fucking classic, mate.
2: Overrated movie.
1: You're overrated. <laughs> in every and, sense. And I'm not even rated.
2: Um no, it is. It's it's overrated. But I agree. Tom Cruise, very good actor. Very incredible very good film. Actor.
1: Jerry Maguire. Amazing. Like, you know. In the
2: last so the last 10 years or so, he's always played the same character, but it's a case of if it's not broke, why fix it?
0: You know, um you genuinely, go, going genuinely, to
2: watch Tom Cruise run and jump off things. Who gives a shit?
1: I do like the family guy joke about how he, the reason he's running in all of his films is because he's running away from his gay thoughts. Yeah, which is a very fascinating yes. theory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, no, it's
2: well. There's the there's the South Park episode, isn't there? Trapped in the closet.
1: Yeah. There's there's some there's some stuff that's a bit on the nose there. <laughs> um. No, loads, the the be beautiful fair.
2: thing was. They they turned around and the joke at first on the show was that one of them would just say that he's a bit gay. And they went, No, you can't say that. Because oh, well, what if we just insinuate that he's gay? Because no, you can't say that either. I went,
1: okay, what if is he we gay? put him in a closet?
2: No. But people think he is. There's a there's a um Is a that not. That he might
1: be. Is that not denigrating the LGBTQ community by doing that though? Probably. Is it not Is it not slightly hypocritical to be banging on about being allies, but then fucking ridiculing someone who's probably not gay for being gay? Does that not denigrate... Because what you're essentially saying is that it's a negative.
2: No. Disagree with that.
1: I, I don't. That's what they're doing. Because you're mocking the gay community. No,
2: they're not mocking the gay community. They're mocking someone who is not wanting to be themselves.
1: But he is himself, and he. What what proof do we have that he's not himself?
2: There, there isn't. It's just take a out of a person, not a community.
1: I just think, yeah, but I just think that it's kind of you're very dangerously close to that line.
2: No, and, and but I agree. But then again, it's punching up, it's punching up to a person.
1: Like, if I'm a gay person and I watch that, like for instance, right? Um, you know, loads of jokes about terrorists, right? Now, I find it funny mm-hmm. despite being Arab and despite being from a Muslim family, <clears throat> but at the same time, I have young sisters and family members who do find it a little bit uncomfortable. And it's that mm-hmm. thing of why is that any different from that? They, you know, it's you, not,
2: it's not I, different at all, but you've got to, um, It's the audience you're with and how...
1: Tanvi has dragged us right back in.
2: (laughs) Yes, it's what I was saying before about the context and about the um, feelings and thoughts behind the joke. With the, the Tom Cruise thing, like taking the mick out of someone because they're gay. The lowest hanging fruit in the world ever taking the mick out of someone that will purposefully avoid jokes about their sexuality. That's kind of funny.
1: But are we not worried? Like for instance, he could be closeted. He could be struggling in which case all of a sudden it goes from, you know, you're making assumptions, Mm -hmm. but you don't know. It's not a case of me, but I'm not personally offended at all by it, but Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, is it not valid? Like, if a member, if for instance, if a member of the gay community comes up to me and says, you know, that just makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like all of a sudden it's like we're having a different conversation.
2: Yeah, but all you can do at that point is apologise to them and explain the context of the joke.
1: And say to them that Tom Cruise deserves to be ripped because he's a multi-millionaire, basically.
2: (laughs) Do Do you
1: think there's validity to us ripping on people of that ilk because they're so rich it shouldn't matter?
2: Again, it depends on why you're ripping on them.
1: Who else? Uh what about you? Actors wise. There's loads I have. What about yourself? Um Anyone you can't miss.
2: It's a difficult one because I can't think of any names.
1: Uh um, Bing Bing Raims is one that I love, who's I think is massively underrated. Uh you might recognize him. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you love Ryan Reynolds, don't you? You've got a massive hard on for him. By the way, Rex but, and I've Rames.
2: been a fan of his.
1: All these people celebrating Wrexham Gunner are really pissing me off now. They're acting like it's a ma- oh, it's such a massive achievement. Yeah, a massive achievement. when You have got Ryan Reynolds, whopping great fucking bank mm-hmm. backing you, and everyone's like, "What a great advertisement for lower league football." No, what a great advertisement for money. Shut your mouths. Mm-hmm. Lincoln City no, won the it's... conference, and they did a lot more in that season. By the way, by winning the conference and going back up, they got to, they were the first non-league team in over hundred years to get to the FA Cup quarter final. But they faced Arsenal. That's a big fucking deal, and not a, barely a yeah. peep in the media. But because Ryan Reynolds is attached to Rex and all of a sudden it's a big deal, and it's like, do you know what? I personally think that's denigrating to lower league football. I think it hurts it more in the long run. Get over yourself.
2: Because, <laughs>
1: oh, I'll tell, you I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm fucking, I'm ready. I will fight a bitch. I'm ready for this shit. It's... Come on, fucking. You want to? So I can. You go I can see what you Rexham? mean.
2: I can see what you mean. I really can. Um. On the other hand, again, grey area. Um, you've got a team that was on the verge of not being around anymore because of their financial worries. As well, and two it. people turning, and and two people turning around and going, you know what? Let's just fucking put some money in. Not only did they save the team, they got a new fan base for the team, which means they got a new fan base for non-league football.
1: So basically, what people, you're saying is. Their fans are fakes because they only support them because of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so they're a bunch of plastics, is what they are.
2: So, do you think that a fan of someone's work because they suddenly see them, like with bands, for example, you know, would you say that someone's a fake fan of a band like Blink 182 or like Ice Cube or someone like that who? they've been playing music for years, but now because they're huge, you've only just heard of them. Would you say they're fake fans?
1: See what you're doing. You're going for the gatekeeping. So for me, the issue here is that I don't have a problem with people becoming Wrexham fans for anything. Like, You know, they could just, I don't know, maybe they like the smell of the hot dogs and like, Oh, I like to stay here. Cool. Whatever. doesn't matter to me. If you're supporting the club, that's cool. But don't try and pretend like you're the only fucking lower lead team to ever achieve something. And this is what fucks me off, is that the mainstream media want to make this out to be such an historically amazing thing. They televised it, didn't they? All these matches they Mm -hmm. televised, because it's a celebrity club. What I worry is that that overriding arc of we're a celebrity club run by huge megastars in cinema, what that does is then creates a shocking disparity for the other non-league clubs who achieve so say i don't know say uh, i don't know who's in who's in who's in the conference right now who's not going up uh i don't know eastley all right say eastley when the national league next season are mm. they going to get the same amount of coverage no where's the equality do you know that yes i do, do you know because that? they're not run by Ryan Reynolds because history has dictated that because okay who won the national league last year
0: i
2: I don't know but again i don't know football i know know why you don't know
1: because yeah but ultimately i guarantee if i ask the overwhelming majority of casual football fans or just an audience (laughs) of sport who Mm -hmm. won the National league last year nobody will be able to tell you everyone will be able to tell you rex won now in some ways that is good because it is shining a light on it but Mm -hmm. it's for the wrong reasons so what happens is all of a sudden for me it's all again it's about So for 100 plus years, nobody's given a shit who wins the National League Conference, whatever it's called. I like calling it a conference because I'm old Um, school. And yet this year, all of a sudden, it's a big deal because Ryan Reynolds is attached. And what it does is, again, it pays into this idea that football is much more important when it has money and celebrities in it. And I don't think that's a healthy line of thinking. I just don't.
2: Um, I'm gonna piss you, you support
1: off. Support Morecambe because they have a high profile owner. Fuck no. Exactly. I support Morecambe because I live here. I support Lincoln City because I was born there. Because it's my local football team, because I have that attachment to it. I don't support yeah. Lincoln because by the way, like you know, we have Landon Donovan for what that's worth as a technical director, right? I've no idea why. <laughs> Just randomly rocked up. Mind if I work at Lincoln? Sure, I guess. Like nobody's gonna argue with Landon Donovan. But it's that thing of, I don't support Lincoln because of that. I get that Mm -hmm. more people are going to support something because it's successful and I don't. Like, for instance, I love Puddle and Mud, right? The band, years and years Mm -hmm. and years ago before they were remotely commercial. I didn't turn around to people when they became relatively successful off of two songs, let's be real. Um, Save the Drowning Ball as well. Um, I didn't become, you know, I don't turn around and be, oh, you only liked them, you know, because they're in the mainstream. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that the overwhelming majority of lower league football is only taken seriously if a celebrity gets involved. Because you don't have every other major league of football without the grassroots. Take all the grassroots away. Football's fucked. I'm going to piss you off again. You're going to fucking shit on grassroots football, aren't you? You're just bitter. Why am I bitter? We're in League One. We're doing okay. Because he did.
2: Because when you were a supporter of a non-League football club, you didn't get that.
1: I, I tell it's you what. I people. tell you what. You are absolutely one hundred percent bang on. I am slightly bitter, especially, but more so, not a Wrexham, but for like the cup run, pissed me off the most. So mm-hmm. BBC a couple of years ago released a list of the top ten greatest upsets in FA Cup history. <laughs> Lincoln was not in there. Lincoln, in the conference, knocked Burnley out of the fifth round of the FA Cup five or six years ago. In mm. And, you know, to put it in context, Burnley beat Chelsea the week before. And then they lost to Lincoln City in their own gap mm-hmm. with their full-strength team out against a team that was worth about 50 grand. <laughs> like, a bunch... But fucking half our players have to work full-time to supplement at mm-hmm. the time, at least. And it's that thing of, why have we not been covered? But you've still put in that, uh, every, I swear to God, every year. You know, the, the Bolt from the Blue, Hereford, the one where Hereford won in like the 70s with that long resure. Nobody's mm-hmm. taken that away from Hereford. And by the way, good for that team that's, you know, resurrected itself again. Um, but it's, what frustrates me is we laud so strongly. Oh, look at what Rexham are doing. What amazing stuff. Nobody gave a fucking shit when Barry went out of business. Hundreds of people lost their livelihoods. Thousands of fans lost their football team entirely.
2: It wasn't a national thing yeah.
1: but... Nobody gave a shit that Berry went out of business. No. Nobody gave a shit.
2: Um, No, they didn't have the...
1: A team that could have been saved on one Mm -hmm. week's wages of a Premier League footballer. That's really sad. Yeah. If I'm a Premier League footballer, you know what? For all the fucking... Hyperbole I gave earlier about money and things like that. If I was like, say, Cristiano Ronaldo, I would have just been like, "Yo, have have this." That is, it is mm-hmm. not worth it. Like, you know, I'm making what sixty seven million pounds a year. Here's half a million to save your football club because it's literally peanuts in the grand scheme of things.
2: The thing is, those people didn't have two by supporting
1: Wrexham, you're thought... a capitalist.
2: <clears throat> there were two. There were at the end of the day, none of these people had two idiots who thought it'd be funny to buy a football team together. Their passion and love for the club
1: now is something that's huge. I don't personally think they give a shit. I think it's just a play thing. Also, do you know what? You want a real fucking... You want a real hot take? Ryan Reynolds, right, is not a good actor anyway. He can't act. He's shit. He's not a good actor. He plays him. He's funny. He he's funny, but yeah. he's not a good actor. He ain't got any range. Like Deadpool is easily his best film. Easily, he's in a fucking mask. Like,
2: um, no, Van Wilder.
1: Oh, fuck off! Great it's fucking a film. ferocious film. No, it's great. Terrible film. Anyway, do you know what? What is your obsession with Ryan Reynolds? Anyway, do you just want to? Do you... Have you got this big man? A...
2: I've been a fan of his
1: since. What about I used Blade to Trinity? Called... Have you seen Blade huh? Trinity? The third Blade film, yeah. that he's... yeah, He was the, shit. The like that is he him was having funny a in it with Triple
2: Yeah, he he was funny in it. That's all. That's all I need. I was a fan of his since a show called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, and I found him fucking hilarious then.
1: And I've just enjoyed his career since then. Well, he should be a fucking stand-up then and grow up. <laughs> um,
2: but again, all this is bitterness all no. this is bitterness
1: mate this is truth and you just can't handle it mate
2: the problem is you're looking at it as if the bbc and shit like that are the end game
1: but they are for the overwhelming majority because we've made them that way
2: but where do you watch your football
1: what do you watch football on
2: um either at the club or i follow i don't watch it on tv because I, they don't. Because I like, can't
1: afford sports. Sky
2: Sports.
1: But in yeah, well, no, they point.
2: don't get TV coverage. So Morecambe don't get TV coverage. So I buy it separately.
1: Why shouldn't they though? But the thing,
2: because who gives a shit?
1: But if we're gonna say Morecambe don't get TV coverage because you know their share or whatever, that's one thing. But let's be honest, Morecambe don't get TV coverage because they ain't a fancy club with celebrity running. Wrexham gets TV coverage because of Ryan Reynolds, not because they're Wrexham.
0: I think that's what what really
1: pisses me off the most. They're not getting coverage because of what they're doing, which is amazing. They're getting coverage because of Ryan Reynolds. Because if they had exactly the same season but didn't have Ryan Reynolds at the helm, nobody would give a fuck. They wouldn't. They would not have got this coverage. But But they should have because it's still an amazing achievement. But
2: does it matter?
1: Yes, it does. It why? does to people because I'm passionate about football so it matters to me. It doesn't yeah, have to you're matter saying to it as if,
2: Yeah, but you're saying as if the coverage is the thing that matters.
1: Well, the coverage does matter because ultimately if you don't see it, it's not in the perceptions of reality.
2: Which is why Ryan Reynolds
1: is doing it as a positive thing because do you know how
2: many more fans have gone to non-league club games?
1: I bet they've because... only gone to in ones. I doubt. Like, for instance, but then if that's the case, don't put out on your social medias and brag about how you've got the highest turnout in lower league of all the clubs. Of course you fucking have, because you've got Ryan Reynolds, you idiots, because you're always on TV. You don't get that yeah, but turnout, again, you're, you're you're not in the mainstream You're, you're missing the point.
2: You are I'm totally missing the point. the point.
1: That is the point. You are.
2: No, because the clubs will and have gonna be got or not. more fans going to their games because of it. Exactly. They may not get the same, they may not but get the same every single So week. why
1: can't we give that mainstream media to other clubs? You're telling me that what Sky Sports and BT Sport don't have enough time slots to cover a couple more clubs in the lower leagues and shine a okay, light. On I'll them. Put,
2: <clears throat> I will put it another way. Why don't Sky Sports do pay per view for a rumble show?
1: Because they don't know about it
2: but would they if you took sky if you took someone from sky sports from I mean, rumble, rumble at show? this
1: point <clears throat> well i will say one thing we have been pushing for a tv contract
2: yeah but would would it be pay per view sky sports
1: it can be why 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 shouldn't it be would be my question do you not think it's good enough to be on tv i've never seen a show My point is,
2: do you think do you think every single match, every single club, all up and down the country, should all have the same amount of time?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I'm not saying that that's ever going to happen. I know that's a massive pipe dream, and many people say that. Are you
2: as upset? Are you as upset that Arsenal get more televised games than Lincoln? Yes, are you that's... as upset?
1: Because I want to see my team then on TV. Then why haven't you had that big conversation? I have.
2: Okay, well, I, won't, I won't even do I won't even do them. Would you are you as upset that there is a Chelsea game on TV and not a Morecambe game?
1: Yes. I would desperately Box. love to watch more Morecambe games so I can give you shit more than anything else. But they, like, I'd I'm love so, to I'm, see so,
2: on... I'm sorry. Who won on Saturday? Who see, won on Saturday, mate?
1: Yeah, one game. Who Look won on table, Saturday? Mate. Look at the table. Look at the table. Yeah, no, th- that's have... absolutely fine. You're fighting, fine. You're fine for your life. I'm good quite happy that we're going down. <clears throat> hey, good for you. You won. You may still have a potential of staying up. I don't know if it's mathematically possible or not. I have no idea. Are you officially down, or have you still got a chance?
2: Uh, yeah, I think as, as I think as long as we I think as long as we win, and MK Dons and lose. I think we're fine.
1: Who are you playing last game? Which could happen. Barnsley. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. actually, aren't they set now? They're in the playoffs. I don't care. I hope they put a rest yeah, of in the, the team for the playoffs. <clears throat>
2: yeah, we're hoping that. But you are talking bollocks that you're as upset that more don't get more that just, don't get as many. I as don't game, think I don't think it's as many a bad thing.
1: I don't think it's a bad thing to make an argument for every team getting coverage. I don't think that's a bad thing, because that's what I'm no, essentially arguing. They for.
2: should. And in the grand scheme of things, I that, shouldn't have to pay, pay the £10 to watch a dodgy stream
1: on iFollow. It shouldn't be that hard. Bearing in mind, like for instance Amazon and um, you know some of these other stream platforms have proven that you can do this. They show every single game and you can have the option of which stream you tune into. Why is it that hard for mm-hmm. them to do that for lower league football teams? Because they're yeah, not no, as glamorous I... and don't make as much money.
2: But there we go. That's where it is.
1: Yeah, but that's... that's that is that's... where... I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think I'm talking bollocks for wanting small clubs to have some exposure. I don't think that's a bad thing. No
2: it would be fucking amazing. But my thing about you talking bollocks is you're upset that Ryan Reynolds has got a popular team.
1: I'm not that upset no that Ryan Reynolds has in a popular team. I'm upset that that is the driving force for why they're popular. I think that's what annoys me because for instance, are we going to say that, you know, Ryan Reynolds is, the, is Ryan Reynolds the reason that Wrexham is successful to a certain degree? Yes. Cause he put the money in, although apparently I'm, t- yeah. someone told me the other day it's all loans or something. I have no idea what that means um so for me it's more frustrating that the media will only latch on to success if it has the allure of a celebrity i don't think that's fair mm-hmm. i don't think that's fair on so for instance like it's not just lincoln all the teams that have won the national league and done it i remember when older shot went up what a massive mm-hmm. achievement all fucking older shot has anyone ever been there shit what a toilet their football club is a fucking literally like it's fucking tiny they at one point had like 200 people going to their games they got out of the conference with the smallest budget you've ever seen right incredible they Mm. got into league two not a peep but if they'd had a celebrity they would have got it why is their achievement less just because they don't have ryan reynolds
2: (laughs) and we go back to gatekeeping
1: but it's not is it like, no, If anything, course. you're the one gatekeeping by saying you need to put a celebrity in place for it to be important.
2: No, you don't. You really don't. That's, Everything yeah, should Yeah, but that's what
1: they're it. doing. That's what mainstream TV is essentially saying is without a celebrity, you're not important enough for us to talk about you, even if you do the same thing. A team next season, like I say in Italy, could win the conference with the same amount of points, with the same amount of fucking quality of football, with the same amount of fans, and no one will give a shit because Ryan Reynolds isn't there.
2: But then your target's wrong. Because this sta- this conversation started because you were
1: this saying this conversation was are... meant to be who do we like as actors? not Why is well, Rex are pissing Nicks off? Like
2: <laughs> but, but all this was started off with you going if you're a Rex and fan now because of Ryan Reynolds, you're scum, right?
1: I didn't say they were scum. It's
2: yeah, a bit, you much. Know what I mean. bit much. You know what See I you what mean? See what
1: I mean? You're twisting it to make your narrative sound more special.
2: Okay, then what was your what was your problem in the first place?
1: My point is the argument I've just said. I don't appreciate... No, no, no,
2: no, no. In the first instance.
1: No, I see, when no. we
2: first had this conversation.
1: There are a lot of plastics that love Rexham yeah. for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you know what? I stand by that. You should not yeah, support... Yeah, no, i agree with club. that. You should not support a football club because the celebrities in charge of it. That's bullshit. But again what happens he when he fucks crazy? off and they collapse what's if he fucks off right and the other mm-hmm. guy who i've never heard of who he was apparently quite famous I've... honestly i don't know who he is m- have you m- never
2: seen it's always sunny in philadelphia
1: uh no because that is a really shit tv series that is massively overrated and i'm tired of people telling me how great it is cuz
2: how have you so that nah, right how can you do that how can you go no i've never seen it it's massively overrated
1: no i have seen it i just don't i haven't watched it like ad nauseum i watched like the first series and thought it was trash don't find it funny at all. I think the only but thing sir, that's funny, he, about, the only thing I find funny about it is Danny DeVito's character. Who for me, is quite hilarious. But other than that, like it's just I don't get why he keeps. Going. I could get,
2: I could get really finickety with that. He wasn't
1: in it until the second
2: series, so how could you have seen?
1: Well, I've obviously seen episodes of him in. I don't, but, I don't. I'm not that was, invested.
2: My, my point is, he was in that.
1: Okay, so that's where he's got his fame from. I assume is yes. that. The- okay cool so good for him good for him like he's made money like i don't have an issue with ryan reynolds and his mate being successful for making money off of acting good Mm. for you man. make your coin what frustrates me the bottom line of my argument is do not act as if they're a bigger deal because of that because they're not they're just not they're a big deal because of the people that have worked hard on the pitch when was Mm. last time you saw anyone say Congratulations to Wrexham's incredible left back, or centre half, or goalkeeper, whatever. They don't care. They don't care. Don't act like you care because they're a good football team, which is what they are. You care because they have a celebrity there. The same reason no yeah. one gave a shit about LA Galaxy until David Beckham turned up. Yeah. Now, is it good? In some ways, yes, because it does shine a light on them. So I'm not saying it's a complete trash bag of a theory because it does help, but. At the denigration of everyone else, it's for me, it's not worth it. I don't think it's worth putting them on that pedestal enough because it's not going to help. Is them and their success and having Ryan Reynolds be on, does that therefore make more money for all the other teams around them in the lower leagues? No. Does it shine? Well, yeah, because otherwise they'd all be fucking having more money and having access to better players, wouldn't they?
2: Would they no? So there will be a correlation between them starting to make money. They're not gonna make fucking thousands from it, they're not gonna make millions from it. They'll make some because some people will go in the first place because they'll want to go and see Rex because they're now popular. But then they'll stay because they're like, I really enjoyed that. I'm gonna to go to the next game. I've got nothing. Are they
1: to though? Go. Are they gonna stay? Do you have any proof of that? Do you have, Do you any, have proof any proof, proof that of that? What happens if they go out to league two and they finish seven teams next season? Even with Ryan, and then all of then a sudden they finish 17th next then season. All of a, yeah, and then exactly. Bear
2: in mind. But bear in mind the they've, been, they've They have owned the team for two years. So they've owned the team for two years. It wasn't just this year that they've owned it. They have owned that team for two years.
1: No, but it's fair to say that from the moment they went in the doors, there was a much bigger spotlight on this club than there ever was.
2: Of course there was. But that can only be a positive for the club because more people through the door. More people I, through the door. The likelihood of Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney fucking off and people staying is much more likely.
1: Not buying that. 100%, I'm, 100%, 100% aren't going
2: to stay. 100% are not going to stay. Maybe
1: I'm cynical. I feel like a large portion of fans will leave or will not be interested. Because ultimately, people stay for success.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: People don't just stay for success, they stay <laughs> for the big games. So an average Morecambe crowd, back in the day, was about 2,500. When they got the big clubs there, it went up to five 6,000. And then it went back down to 2,000.
1: But the problem is that it's not sustainable. For instance, right, Lincoln's Cup run. Of course, thousands more people wanted to see Lincoln play, right? Like, we took 9,000 to Arsenal, we took 28,000 to the checker trade, Papa John's Gimp trophy, whatever it's fucking called. Like, you know, it's that mm-hmm. thing of that's good in the moment. But for instance, right, Lincoln, right, have the lowest operating budget in League One right now. Now, people are like, ah, but the only reason you got to League One is because you won the FA Cup. And yet, we're staying there with a very low budget again because that money will disappear eventually. It does. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And also, I remember Cowley's coming out and saying, what you forget is the players get massive bonuses and things like that. Like actually, like all that money doesn't just all of a sudden automatically. Right, we're going to be in the Champions League and such.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not, not what happens.
2: <clears throat> but if the club's ticking over with the fans that go there, if you get more fans going,
1: it's great they'll... for Wrexham. Nobody's arguing yeah. that. I've never argued the point that it's not helping Wrexham make more money because it absolutely is, and good for them if they're making more money. But. but
2: but a lot of people will still stay there when they leave because the, the reason <coughs> the reason they go isn't because they might see that. It's one reason quite a few people will go.
1: The overall that's not the main amount of money that's made in football is TV money. I think that's fair to say, right? I think that's fair. Oh yeah, say. yeah, definitely. So
2: my, my point isn't about that bit though. My point is about the fans that go there.
1: Cause that's my, what we
2: started talking.
1: My about. point is good for Wrexham for getting all that TV money for having the star power Good for them. But again, no other National League Club is going to make a fraction of that TV money. Not because they're good, but because solely they don't have Ryan Reynolds on board. But
2: again, you're not whatever. listening to me because I'm not talking about TV money. I'm talking about the fans that go there because that's yeah. what we started talking about.
1: Yeah, but that's only one portion of everything. Like it's all encompassing at the end of the day. It's a bit That's not what you started talking about though. No, but the argument isn't just one point, is it? Which is why this this discussion has gone on for a, a number of minutes, dare say almost an hour. Because it's that yeah. reason of it's not just one thing. Yeah, it's great that you argument from the fans say, yeah, absolutely. It's hard for me to argue that it's not great for the fans, obviously, because it is. Mm. But my argument isn't just about the fans, and it wasn't just that, even from the beginning. Because I'd made the point very much from the get-go of, how come we don't celebrate other clubs' success? That don't have Ryan Reynolds.
2: No, we should. We should. And it, but it's the same with everything. It's the same with music. It's the same. Well, that's with why, but
1: It's the same with comedy. What's the thing that I argue most? Arguably, on all twenty-two episodes of this podcast has been the idea. Oh, you of... argue so much bullshit. It's not bullshit to want everyone to have a slice of the pie, though, is it?
0: No, it's true. Is it everyone bullshit for of
1: everyone of to have a slice of success? I don't think that's not bad. The slightest.
2: No, not oh, in the slightest. Well, you
1: just called it bullshit, so explain yourself, cunt.
2: No, just you argue that much bollocks that I can't I absolutely
1: argue a lot of bollocks the, because I'm... What, you know the, what, what, uh, I'm what the, the
2: pinpoint was?
1: I would rather be passionate and fiery about everyone than not give a shit. That's my overarching kind of mentality with this. And people can say, you're talking bollocks about Rexham potentially. But for me, I would rather be impassioned about everyone being successful Which is what I am, especially Mm -hmm. like you've seen me at wrestling, right? Look at how many opportunities Mm -hmm. I open up for people. Look how many people I take Mm -hmm. to shows. Let's be honest, I don't have to share that. I don't. I do because for me, like the overwhelming narrative of life is you don't have to share it. But for my narrative, I do. I feel like it's important to give that back to other people. And so, do you think
2: someone's when it comes to things like this? Then, do you think someone's popularity and someone's success? Is
1: I don't feel like
2: can only be tied if they get it the right way.
1: I truly believe that in this current state of affairs in the world we live in, overwhelmingly that is how people become successful. Yes. I don't think the hard graft is warrant is celebrated enough. It's not because otherwise that's never been the case. Yeah, but also, yeah, but that doesn't mean that I can't argue that it should be. 'Cause it should be. I think Silent Mark should be at it, working for Radio One. I think Silent Mark should be everywhere on radio because you're that good. I don't think that's I don't think that's a disputable fucking argument. I don't think that anyone can say to me, Silent Mark's not good at radio. Bullshit. Because you're not listening. If you think that. Same reason. Do you for instance, do you think that I should be a videographer or a commentator for progress or WWE? I certainly yes. believe I have the talent to do so. If I don't make it, that's not necessarily because I haven't got the skills or haven't worked hard enough for it. Sometimes it is purely based on the fact that there is this political hierarchy in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that's my argument, is that that needs to be fucking chipped away at so that more people can have an opportunity. It's nothing more depressing than seeing an incredible artist on the streets who's borderline homeless, who can sing and Mm -hmm. play a guitar like a fucking god. You're like, what the fuck? And yet I have to listen to Sam Smith parade in his fancy ass around all the time. And don't get me wrong, Sam Smith's a very talented artist, but it's that thing of there is, you can't tell me there's not more room for more people. There's room for a lot more. And we're not allowing those people the opportunity. And again, that comes down to the 1% theory. is isn't just about finances and government. and so, It's everywhere. <clears throat> the 1%. But can
2: you not celebrate the the? Ask the
1: 99% of people who do have talent who don't get an opportunity whether they can celebrate it as much.
2: I'm one of them. Well, we've spoken about it before people going past us. And are we then bitter about it or are we supportive about it?
1: But you've also said yourself on this podcast that you are embittered Mm -hmm. and I'm bitter but
2: i'm also very supportive of those people well yeah
1: well we've made we both i think are on the same bang wagon when it comes to you can be bitter and still celebrate other people's success so am i bitter that lincoln didn't get as much coverage or morecambe doesn't get the absolutely i'm bitter Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's my problem i get that but for me like just because i can celebrate the fact that rexham have done well doesn't mean that i can't state as well for me that it's a problem that other people don't get celebrated when they're successful now if you don't do i agree that that's an issue like that's another thing entirely some people don't want the success yeah. don't work for it those people fuck off not interested in you people that's your problem if you don't want to work hard enough fine mm-hmm. so like you know, these people who don't want to work okay that's fine i do i want to be the best commentator in the world mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not happy just being commentator for policy and rumble blah blah, blah. not saying that i don't love it because i fucking do i love those jobs but i want to be you No, know, you know what i remember when i first on Coliseum I don't know if you remember this but when I was first announced for Coliseum I remember they put me on the Instagram page and they said mm-hmm. one day people will look at Aaron in the same way they do Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler and the greatest commentators of all time and for me mm. that's that's what I want I fucking want that. And do you know what? I'm absolutely pissed off that a number of promotions use crap people who have no talent, who haven't worked anywhere, but are happy to ignore the work that I put into our business. Absolutely, I'm a bit I have a huge chip mm-hmm. on my shoulder and I've never tried to pretend that I don't. And that is definitely a me problem. But at the same time, When I meet people who are stupidly successful or stupidly good at something, but don't have the success about like yourself. Yeah, of course I'm fired up. The silent mark doesn't get to fucking work at the highest ends of his business because he's good enough to do so. You shouldn't just be host of Odyssey. You should be host of hundreds of wrestling companies. People should be falling over themselves to have you on their radio stations. Much like, you know what? It's nice of me to actually be able to have the confidence to say it. In this guy kind of, and Coliseum really helped because Sunday was the first time where I truly mm-hmm. felt like I belonged in the big fucking stage. I belonged at the big yep. boys table and I was allowed to eat there because I fucking earned that spot. And for me, I think that yeah, you know what? I'm absolutely bitter and have a huge chip on my shoulder. More companies should be using me. People should be falling over themselves mm-hmm. to use me because they know I can make them better. And if they don't have the money for whatever reason or there's hundreds of excuses that's cool. But you know what? That doesn't mean that I can't be fucking ferociously passionate about the fact that I should be appreciated more, just like you should. Mm-hmm. So, I'm Rex very much, in, I'm very much anything, in your. But I want other people to be appreciated just as yeah. much. When Morecambe went up to League One, that was a big fucking mm-hmm. deal. Nobody gave a shit. When Newport got because, out of the conference, big locally, fucking deal. Nobody gave a shit.
2: Locally, they really fucking did. They did not stop banging well, on. That's lovely to hear. That's lovely to yeah, I like, but no, it, even local news, local news fucking loved it, absolutely adored of, it.
1: There wasn't a week went by. I love that. I love hearing that because communities are still yeah. really important. I think to the lifeblood of what yeah. Britain is. But you know what? We have this national spotlight, and we have the ability to shine it wherever we please, and they choose not to, and that is a big mm. fucking issue to me. Yeah,
2: mm. but again, that and that's I'm very I'll much take that to my grave, and which is it's why out. I do. It's why I do the radio show that I do because all the bands I play, yeah, I play popular people. Yeah, I'll play Blink182. who are selling out stadiums in two minutes. That's absolutely fine. But I'm also going to play the bands that might not get known. I'm going to play a band like Dog Park Dissidents, who are a fucking queer, cool band, who have a lead singer who dresses like a dog. Right. Yeah, I'm going to play that fucker. It should be on Eurovision,
1: if nothing else. <laughs>
2: I'm going to, there's all sorts that I'm going to play because. They're things I like. And it's not, and again, this is where I'm in the grey bit in the middle, it's not because I want to do the, well, you've never heard of these people. and these. It's because I'm going, fucking look at them, they're great. Have a look. I'm doing it in such an innocent way. I'm doing it like a child showing you a cartoon for the first time, rather than an artist trying to tell you why a painting
1: might be good. I'm very much on that thing, that thing. So I'm with I'm, you. on it. I'm absolutely I'm, I'm with you ferocious. On it. It, it comes down to the bottom line of my argument comes down to You're I'm bitter. extremely passionate and ferociously, aggressively angry. Yes. I know. Autistic all that shit. I am bitter. super fiery. Yeah, I'm bitter. I absolutely am. And I'll tell you why, but I'll tell you what, it's good to be bitter for the little guy. Sometimes I think, mm. I think oh, yeah. the little guy deserves a fucking opportunity and I'm never, mm. ever going to argue against that i'm always going to be in it no one's going to shift me off of that fucking pedestal of i'm bitter because i want other people to enjoy success you know what i had the best time of my life on sunday but it's not as good if people like silent mark aren't there enjoying that success too because they deserve it as well so basically the bottom line is aubrey's a piece of shit if not booking it (laughs) there we go that's gonna get me in heat i have that Give. If is you've got a... the opportunity to give other people opportunities, you should fucking well do so. And that's what. And you know what? Mm-hmm. All these cunts that are running me down online—I'm not going to name people, but they know who the fuck they are. Tell me that I don't fucking give opportunities to everyone else. When you're running me down and saying I'm an unprofessional, cancerous hack online or whatever the fucking shit is that you're throwing out these days, because it seems to be daily. I'm flattered that you think so much of me that you need to run me down on your social media every day. I really am, hun. But at the same time. Do you know what? Don't act like I don't fucking do great things for great people and try and help people in this business. Because I do. And the proof is in the pudding. Just because I have a fiery opinion that you're upset about.
2: Um, Who's your, in uh, other uh, words... Uh,
1: any other actors you like?
2: <laughs> um, I quite like... I go for more directors, to be honest. Not in a wanky bit. But a lot of people... It,
1: uh, yeah, I like Tarantino's work, well, for instance. Mm. Yeah,
2: but I, I like kind of writer-directors. So people like Tarantino and Kevin Smith uh, and that kind of ilk. Yeah, a Michael Mann for, for me. Yeah, for me, one of the most underrated films ever um, is the film The Brooklyn Brothers Beat the Best. Never heard of it. <laughs> which is... And exactly. And the only reason I heard of it is because I was bored in London and I walked past a cinema and there were two dudes sat... The the photo was two dudes sat on a bench, one of them in a moose costume. And the tagline for it, the the thing, you know, they have reviews and stuff like that. It said, um, Flight of the Concords meets Juno. And I thought, I've got a couple of... I know. I thought, I've got a couple (laughs) of hours to spare. Why the fuck not? And went to see it, and I've never gone in blind to a film and been that impressed with the outcome. It's nice to hear. It was fucking amazing. Um, and the, they didn't have a huge cast. The The biggest person in it was a dude who was in House for a bit.
1: Uh, the what, TV the um, the medical series?
2: Yeah. So Super. in the later uh, series of House, he that's... gets um, an really like investigator. It yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. You know, MD, in late... Yeah, in the later series, he gets a private detective. That's the fella that was in the film. Oh, okay. But, the... and so, yeah, they don't have a huge fucking cast, but it was written, directed, and starred this dude. And he wrote all the music for it. And the songs are beautiful and fun. And the script itself is fantastic. And there's heartfelt bits and there's fucking stupid bits as well. And such a good film. They wrote an album of music and released an album of music. They then toured America as the Brooklyn Brothers showing the film and playing a gig of the music. And again, no one's heard of this fucking film. But it's stunning. I so like you, that type of shit.
1: Sean Connery was very important to me as well. I used to watch all of his work. I used to love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Vaughn, Gene Wilder. Robert yes. Vaughn was a big deal to me because I loved Man from Uncle as a kid. Don't know why my camera's being mm-hmm. edgy, but it is. Um, yeah, fucking Robert Vaughn, David McCallum, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's amazing. Um, he's great. Yeah, he. Gene just...
2: Wilder is is amazing. Um. Any of the Mel Brooks lot. Just fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah. Any uh, any other questions?
2: Um. He then says, what are some of your dream venues to work in? And any dream people in or out of wrestling that you'd jump out for the opportunity to work with? Um. Wrestling-wise, anywhere big that I would shit myself in and probably make a fool out of myself.
1: I'm annoyed by um, my camera. It pisses me off being a technical guy. Oh, okay. Um, yes. um and
2: cool. yeah so the 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 first coliseum show was a bigger venue that I that I usually do and I thought no I'll go out and be proper professional and then remembered the state I was in and thought no I have to be me. And I think one of the first things I said was let me address the <laughs> elephant in the room. I am in a, a gray shirt on a very very hot day. So, you are going to see sweat. God, it was. And then hot, just went, it was fuck a fucking man. hot
1: day. Oh, man. What but that, but then I
2: realized that that is the type of person that I am. I will go to a big place in the biggest situation in the world ever and just bring it down to my level.
1: But you never needed to compromise who you were.
2: No. And that's that's something
1: I could argue to so many people. Don't compromise who you are because people will see right Ooh. through it in this business.
2: Very true. So who's yours? And then we'll finish this fucking nearly three-hour podcast. It's going on. And I'm blaming it on Tanvir. Yeah. I'm if blaming you do not ask that Tamver. stupid
1: question, we wouldn't be here, you idiot. So. Yeah. tidy your room now, you cunt. I know, I am fucking starving. Um, dirty boy. Dirty, dirty boy. Uh, I'd love to work the electric ballroom because obviously it's synonymous with progress in Camden. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm i very lucky I get to do great venues. Spotlight for Rumble. Uh I did Conway Hall with Coliseum. We did the Stanley, by the way, Stanley Art Center. Wow, what a venue. Um, yeah, more of that, please. Just use that fucking venue. It's great. Uh, I'd love to do the Albert Hall. I think Albert Hall has got I went mm. to watch NXT there and I thought, holy shit, this place is good for wrestling. And it used to be. Mm. Well, the sport used to be in there all the time, lucha, all kinds of stuff. And I thought, man, I guess it's it must be cost, it must be astronomical. Mm. But yeah, to be a videographer in a place like that. Phew, amazing. To work in a place like that. To you know, I feel like I'm now finally confident enough to say I don't, I'm not scared of walking in front of a crowd and letting them know who the fuck Aaron X is. I used to be, yeah. Even up, even up until maybe this weekend, a little bit of nerves. And like mm-hmm. you know, but you should see me backstage and an absolute pillar of a human being. It's like dancing around and doing fucking, you know, just fucking doing this and all this. It's just being a fucking moron because um, I just thought, what is the fucking point of caring about whether people think I look stupid or not, because I'm going to be dead soon like we all are we're all moving towards the morgue who fucking cares what some twat box thinks of you, if someone thinks you're an idiot or you're stupid but overwhelmingly people coming up to me, you're super insane. I had wrestlers who have been in this business 30 years coming up to me after the show saying, if it wasn't for you, the energy of the crowd wouldn't have been the same know whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it's beautiful to hear so you know electric ballroom albert hall wembley stadium everywhere that's big everywhere that means something everywhere that's got an atmosphere and on the flip side i love doing fucking community theaters with 50 people because that's the lifeblood of what we do i love every venue i get to shoot in because it means that i'm something. Um, but yeah, there are dream venues, obviously, and I'd also love to go abroad to some of these cool places like America and stuff. I'd love to go to, I'd love to do um, those outdoor amphitheaters in Italy. I think they'd be amazing for yeah. like fucking wrestling. You know, that would like be them. really good. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just gonna send you two pictures,
1: wonderful, because they
2: they go for both sides of me. With when you were talking about you being stupid and not caring how people see you, so, the first so... one is me doing it, and the second picture is because I couldn't get in the ring. So I'll send you those,
1: and that is just... We've all struggled to get into a wrestling ring, by the way. Yeah. Like, even wrestlers, I've seen them fall out. First photo is just awesome. Lovely, well-taken. Who who takes photos of these? Who takes these photos? Uh,
2: These guys are Eyes of the Fan.
1: Great. I've never heard of them before. They should be in more places. Good photography. Usually
2: it's Tony Knox, um, but these pictures are taken by Eyes of the Fan. Man, Tony Knox is special,
1: isn't he? (laughs) He was good. Yeah, man. him and Matt Raven from Gravy. I love the second one because it's just unap- unapologetically you. <laughs> like,
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I tried to get on the, the apron and it's just like I was fumbling <laughs> all over. And he said, nah, sod it. I lie here. This is and why I, said,
1: I always no, roll, roll in. in. I always roll yeah. in. Yeah. Like, because people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, first of all, it's funny seeing a 300 pound mango like Trent Seven. Yeah. And also, because why the fuck not? because like, I know what's going to happen if I try and fly out there. I can do the Brock Lesnar thing where he leaps up to the top, but if that goes wrong, <laughs> like, oh my yeah, lord,
2: I couldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not coordinated enough for that.
1: Nah, it's, but it's fun. Um, by the way, think- very quickly before we shoot off, I shall leave oh. you with a list of people here. So, Frankie T, uh, <laughs> Alex Delanzo, Cameron Anderson, <laughs> Archie, <laughs> and George Whittle. I'm going to put music over the top of this as well. Archie and George Whittle, Cameron Anderson, Frankie T, Alex Delanzo, Kyle Wilkinson, you no leg <laughs> Um <laughs> Daniella. Uh, who else we got in here? Simon Mark's obviously <laughs> exempt. Ebenezer, the full-time my-ass geezer. Yeah, <laughs> <nuts. sighs> um, yeah. Just as a little fucking point of reference... You're all on the shit list for being too lazy. You suckle at the teat of nicks. Nicks make me this. Nicks make me do that. Nicks, I love this. Nicks, I want this. Nicks, I want that. And yet you are too lazy to use your opposable thumbs to send in an email. So all of you can suck my hieroglyphic hog until otherwise. And I will continue to name and shame you every week until also Sam Oates. I know you're still in that chat, pal. I know you're not a big wrestling fan. I know you got kids and you live in Essex. You are not exempt from putting in a bit into the pot. You know what these people are? They watch the chef. They celebrate him, but they never bring any kind of drink. Or gift to the party, you lazy little fuckers. <laughs> you will email or I will shame you until this podcast dies of obscurity, of which it already is in because you are too lazy to send in an email.
2: Tune in next week to see how much shit other people are in.
1: Coming up next week, Alex Delanzo gets strung out in public. <laughs> By the way, enjoy your holiday, buddy. Uh, it's fucking poor cunts on holiday and he's like, what well, the fuck I'm done? Uh, it should be pointed out, <laughs> I love all these people dearly. But until you start sending in questions, you will be shamed, you will be battered, and you will be emotionally exhausted at the hands of the Egyptian death machine. Sign up, Mark. Anything- and what we'll
2: also do is every um, every week, we'll get one name from that, and I will give people a fascinating fact about them that will be derogatory.
1: Yeah. Steve Neal is exempt. Because ultimately, he has way too much going on. And also because he has gifted so much to the WrestleBlog for years and years. And also, Adam Wessex is exempt because he has extraordinarily bad health. And we wish him well in the future. Um, but the rest of you are not exempt. I know that you're healthy. I know you're moving around. I know that you're doing things. I know that you're sitting here masturbating to all kinds of weird fucking porn. What are you doing, stepladder? yeah. So- Tan veer, you dirty butt. Also, I'm sending you the bill for the upholstery of the back seat of my Fiesta, you dirty, dirty little child. Dirty boy. Did they
2: leave snail trails in the lot?
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. They, they're like, oh, you know, we spilled some garlic mayonnaise. No, you fucking, oh, I know what you're up to. I know what you're you You didn't That's have what's... a pizza. Yeah, it's sour cream, but not like the sour cream that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm just yeah. sour. Garlic yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. mayonnaise, muggle. You lazy. Well, I was. F- well, I, in.
2: I was hungry. I no longer am.
1: Yeah, I was really hungry for my Morley's fried chicken. And then when I saw fucking Tanvir scratching the disc, you know, hammering away at the upholstery, I was like, nope, nope. I'm not interested in that delicious coating of fatty goodness.
2: I wonder what his ass looks like going up and down.
1: Like a beautiful brown boy. I mean, like the ones in the sea, <laughs>
2: dude, dude.
1: All right, right. all right. We're you going. want to get? <laughs> We're
0: go...
1: Oh, We're yeah. Says so so Mister Thank you for listening. There. Yeah.
2: Thank you for listening. No, it is no, appreciated.
1: No, thank you. no, because most of the get people in who touch. are listening can't be asked to fucking get in touch. You lazy cunts. You got an email. It's silentdeathmachine at gmail.com. You got S and D M Pod on Twitter. You're lazy. Is what you are. You're fucking, but they're all be like, next, can I get a bucket? Oh, next, can I jump in a car with you so I can see Frankie Kazarian again? Oh, please, next, can I do this? Can I do that? Oh, can I join the blacklist next? Fuck you, lazy cunts. Lazy, all of you. Fucking lazy. You're peasants. That's <laughs> what you are. You all live around my castle. I let you in. I let you have dinner. And you don't even bring a box of wine, which I don't even like because wine's for gimps. Disgraceful.
2: Next week on the show, Nick's will be just as bitter. I'm always going to be bitter. It's who I am. And I will be just as playful. Because you what playful. I do, You're bitter I shall yourself. be I shall be tickling the taint of the
1: Egyptian death machine. Oh, and while he's tickling my taint, I will be uppercutting all of you and yours for being lazy <coughs> godshires. <golf giants. coughs> like that. Not, happy. Not happy. Thank you for
2: listening. This has gone on long enough.
1: Not long enough.
2: And we People will see need to know later. how
1: lazy they are.
2: Mate, it's nearly three hours.
1: I would say Aaron Cruz as well, but I kicked him out in the group chat because he never contributes to Lazy Little Gimp. Robin. Looking like a pre fuck boy watching NSYNC grow up.
2: I thought you'd already mentioned Cameron Anderson.
1: I mean, they're one of the same, aren't they? They're interchangeable, these kids.
2: White boys, they always are.
1: They all look the same. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> I'm talking about them, not you. That's exactly because I'm not white. Hey, <laughs> fuck you.